That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Right. Great. Well, sit back and relax, and let's start the podcast, right? All right. Um, we're running. Hi, Graham. Hi, Frida. Hi, Graham. So good to have you, Graham Hayward, Fellas Rexted. Thank that, you, Frida. That's on the menu today. Yeah, I must admit, I'm quite nervous. Are you? Yeah. yeah. You. <laughs> I should be quite nervous. I mean, you're building uh, this this oh. enormous project, uh, you know, and. Uh, no, so I think we do it the other way. I'll be nervous and you'll be fine, okay? All right, okay. Uh, no, no, it's just uh, the usual hearing my own voice played back to me in the future. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 you know, I've been listening to my voice through a podcast now for uh, since 2013, yeah. and I'm still not used to it. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frida, mm. you can uh, you can start. Mm. Well, we, we, we unless just you want to talk more about the Carl Stahl oh, catalog. Oh, oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, because yeah, you you just pulled out the the catalog. I, it's like it's my favorite uh, workshop catalog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Carl Stahl, uh, give us a call and uh, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is like a plug for Carl Stahl. <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah, expecting some we're like, expecting some kickback. Yeah. yeah, some free winching equipment and stuff. But no, yeah. these guys are amazing. Uh, it's like any time you want to lift something or move something, you find these guys. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys are lifting quite a bit now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. if you consider how things have grown since the beginning, then I, it's insane. I know, you know, now we're it, talking met- metaphorically as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think more kind of practically insane. <laughs> practically insane, yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, mm. No, but I, I remember... Um, I remember one of the first times I met you, we were still working at UKS... Yeah, and we got into a conversation like just you know you know you were busy and you you know like this kind of uh, it was just kind of between a between conversation it wasn't like really a conversation but I was just asking and you were telling that, that's when the first time you told me about it, you wanted to start this this thing yeah I mean I don't know and when that I mean uh, there was um, we, I guess it, we it all started like 10 years ago now yeah yeah so it's easily, been a long time easily. coming yeah uh, no and I remember like oh you know I mean to start Federsvex it has been my dream <laughs> and I think with me like many many others to, to start like this this yeah, sure. production space where you know where everything is possible where you you know get your shit done yeah and uh and and, you know instead of dreaming like most of us do you you fucking went out and did it no but the dreaming is the most important bit Mm. i mean that that's kind of what pushed us uh forward like the whole time like uh you know i'm I'm a big sci-fi geek and uh so uh, (laughs) but uh like one of the where things uh, we established at the start was like, uh, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a place where you could uh, build a, a spaceship and yeah. uh, so you could travel to Mars? Yeah. You know, obviously that's like a stupid ambition, but like it, it's kind of serious at the same time in that like a, a place where everything is under one roof, where you can do yeah. CNC manufacturing, you can do woodworking, you can, uh, you know, the, the, where anything is possible. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a a dream because, you know, building a rocket kind of you because it's so far out there, you basically open up for all the possibilities, you know, uh, because if you start out small, you know, then all these big possibilities, some suddenly uh, the other possibilities seem big. Yeah. Well, now it's the reverse. Everything seems small compared to a rocket, right? Yeah, yeah this is, uh, this yeah. is fun. I mean, I think this is uh, more or less Elon Musk's uh, uh, mantra as well, kind of, you know. Yeah, Let's do space. Yeah, yeah it's kind of you know. I remember like being a kid growing up, and I, I'm uh, you know, I used to read books and books about space and the future, and uh, you know, I'm a massive uh, Asimov fan, and yeah. uh, 
And uh, you know, when I was growing up, I was like super excited about what the future would be like. What you know, us two sitting here now, yeah, you know, we'd, we'd like what, what, yeah. you know, and I, you know, so at least as a kid, uh, you know, the, uh, it felt as though we were still dreaming and like all these possibilities existed. And then you know, like by the time I got to. Uh, you know, like in my twenties, I realized that like oh, know, nobody's not, doing it. It's not. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh-huh. And uh, and it's you know, I felt as though like uh, my whole childhood was this big con. <laughs> it was just bullshit. <laughs> you know, I've been looking at like the you know, like when you look at the covers of a like 1980s sci-fi. You know, it looks uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. You know, with transport systems and like uh-huh. electromagnetic. You know, all this crazy crap. And I, uh, you know, I still I've, I've probably watched every episode of Star Trek and and. And I was just like, you, what, you, what, what are you waiting for? Yeah, where, yeah. where, where is it? Mm. You know, like, uh, uh, and obviously, like, that's you know, that's not what we do. No, fellas, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's well, been, you, it's you, kind you, of the motivation is what is as I'm saying is about dreaming. That yeah. like, you know, I, I want to get things, uh, out, like, out of people's heads. You know, mm. we talk about it a lot here, and we talk about it with uh, everyone that comes in. Is it you know? There's no point in people having ideas that are just stuck inside their brains. No. What we want to do is like get every single idea out and f- realized, and and that's how we push society forwards. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, we can talk about it in terms of art, or we can talk about it in terms of prototyping or architecture, or it, it, it doesn't really matter. But uh, you know, getting those ideas out of people's heads is yeah. what uh, we're focused on, and then Fellowsworks that is all built around that concept that okay what's the best way to do it yeah how do we um i don't know we're gonna end up swapping languages uh, a little bit but um that's all right just but the, uh, now I'm translating in my head quick yeah like uh, how do you reduce the threshold for yes. that something yes. that can be made and mm. uh, and that's what you know our, our whole model is based upon yeah. is like because because my one of my frustration is that you see um the industry doing like amazing stuff but you know for for us mere mortals where you don't have like a hundred million on your bank account to play yeah. around with sure. you know these are you know they should be accessible but they're not and i think a place like fellas that actually bridges that gap yeah you know, where you can with a with a minimal investment you can actually what you say realize your ideas yeah, it's about building up a knowledge base not just mm. like with the people that work at uh fellas like said but with everyone so mm. you know like as time goes then we start to learn more and more and more uh, about how to do all sorts of different things yeah. and uh, and and but then it's also how do you make that knowledge then accessible at the same time yeah. you know you don't want it to be a private club where uh, you know where only like the the ones the initiated yeah. can come we right don't down. want these mm-hmm. doors in the way mm-hmm. you know there, there shouldn't be any doors at all people mm-hmm. should be able to come in and uh, that knowledge is freely accessible and uh, mm-hmm. So that you you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think also one of the reasons you guys are so successful so far is because you 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 know you give so much back to you know you make so much accessible for other people. You know, it, it, it's 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 an ide- ideological base. Yeah, the, the based win- in some practicality or something. Yeah, like sure. The, the the win for us, the mm-hmm. motivation is uh, is that you get to make mm-hmm. something. That's what you know. That that's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but but I mean, obviously, at the same time, like you know, it's not like simply a selfless uh, activity. No, no, it, you know, the people who are here, they love making stuff. Yeah, that's what the, what motivates them, um, and and they're super good at doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, 
Yeah. No, so um, uh, we're here now at Utegata, like the, the first place where kind of... Yeah, this is the first place you moved into, right? Or was well, it... Well, uh, this is the first... So if we think about the transition from all of the other projects to yeah. what then became Fellowsvaxlade. Yeah, how did it start? Yeah, can you give like a small kind of timeline? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it comes from different forks. So it's about like uh, who who you talk to, obviously. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, my fork uh, yeah. comes from uh, open access uh, art spaces uh, in Europe. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, doing my MA at the Slade, a friend of mine introduced me to Kulturwerk in uh, Berlin. Yeah. Which is, uh, and so we used to go over there to do printmaking, and you know, it's an amazing facility. Mm. Uh, thousands where, you know, they've got two different printmaking facilities and the sculpture facility in Berlin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, it's literally a dream place. Yeah. It's only accessible for artists. Yeah. But, um, uh, oh, it, it was a dream. And then, like, going back to London afterwards and there wasn't anything like that and then afterwards like coming to Norway and there, there was, was nothing, nothing like that either mm-hmm. and you know that general frustration with uh, you know you want to make something but you, you don't have the money to yeah. be able to buy the equipment you don't yeah. just have the money to rent the space yeah. and, uh, and uh, or like uh, the specific maybe there's a a workshop that exists but you can't get access or maybe yeah. they don't have the right access model yeah. that you you know uh, always been concerned with the uh, like memberships like gym kind of memberships yeah, yeah. where you get locked into yeah your monthly payments to yeah. or yearly payments or, or whatever it is yeah, yeah. yeah. so so you know, so it kind of started with uh, looking at these kind of things well at least from, from where I came from mm-hmm. and then um, I'm uh, I met this guy, uh, Arling, yeah. who you know, uh, yeah. Arling Knudsen, and uh, he wanted to learn to screen print. He was an illustrator and graphic designer. Mm. And that's what I specialized in when I did my MA. I see. So I said, okay, yeah, let's yeah, uh, I'll, let's I'll show you. Let's yeah. let's do it. And then we had yeah. to try and find out. Okay, wh- how do we do that? Where do we get some equipment? Yeah. And we managed to like borrow this uh, guy's uh, print workshop. Yeah. And we did like two days of screen printing yeah. and it was, we had such a ball. And yeah. then it was like the summer and, uh, you know, this is before we had like, you know, no kids and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. all, all you the, had the long time, time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so we decided like we'd make a, uh, our own screen printing workshop at UKS when UKS yeah. was closed on the summer. Oh yeah, yeah. So you hijacked the space. So I hijacked the space, you know, Brilliant. I had my, I talked yeah. uh, Helga at that time yeah. and so I had the keys and so we just uh, set up this like super lo-fi uh, screen printing. Uh, we borrowed a little bit of kit. We got some yeah. secondhand stuff and yeah. we just mashed together uh, a place where we could I mean, the prints were terrible. But well, it doesn't matter, no. We just spent a whole summer just dicking about yeah. and uh, printing like weird stuff and yeah. making huge amounts of mistakes. And then obviously, UKS was opening again for the new season after the summer. And it's like, okay, we've got to pack it down, trash yeah. everything. And then he had a, an office. Yeah. Um, and uh, with three other guys, and they had a spare room. Well, yeah. we had the spare corner of a room. Yeah. So, like, we took what we had that worked and we moved into his office. So it was like... uh, You'd probably work on five square meters or something? I think it was less. With the printing table was about the size of this. That was like one space. We had ink and stuff stored underneath. And we had, like, an old cupboard uh, that was the rest of the workshop. So, like, I think (laughs) we're talking more like four square meters yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> and uh and so we set stuff up there we bought another we bought some little bits and bobs and um uh and uh, 
yeah, and we started making uh, prints there. Yeah. Uh, just for ourselves, and then uh, we actually got a, a client who wanted us to print some posters. Oh yeah. So we're like uh, printing some posters. We got a bit of cash. Yeah. And it's like yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do something with this cash. Yeah. Uh, but then I like, can have. But then like uh, some of our friends were asking like, and I think you know we, yeah. we did some really cool posters. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, hey, can I kind of come in and uh, print some stuff? And it's like, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's do that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then more people asked, and then we're like, okay, well, this is pre- this is a model. This that is pretty is, cool. Yeah. And then you know, and then based on that inspiration from uh, Kulturwerk in Berlin, yeah. it was like, okay, but this is uh, this is what we need to do. This yeah. is this is the solution. Yeah. You know, like a uh, open. So we was like, oh, yeah, let, let, open access uh, print shop. Like we'll. Uh, yeah, set it up and we'll run it and yeah. uh, we'll make new equipment and uh, make it better but then everyone can just come in and start using it and we'll help them make stuff and mm-hmm. yeah, get, woohoo. yeah and then uh, we, that was when we uh, 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 opened uh, Automaton which Automaton, was our yeah. screen printing that, which is exactly the same concept as Fellas of Accident yeah. but it was just screen printing just, to, yeah, just yeah. focus on that yeah yeah and so we just started to, and it just uh, went kind of wild after that. Yeah, we got kicked. that was still in the in the. I was in the, the office. office still. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'll show you some pictures later. Oh, please, it's, uh, yeah. crazy. Uh, but uh, you know that that was actually the very first um, while we were in that office space. Like uh, you know, again, we had no kids, and so we were just hanging out there in the evenings, doing printing and drinking beer and. Having a good time, and uh, but we, we there was this nasty old brown sofa there that we sat on, and uh, uh, um, uh, we had this conversation one night about like you know we, we no I I really like bikes. Yeah. I used to be a bike mechanic, and, yeah. uh, and uh, you know I like woodworking as well, and uh, and so we were just having this stupid conversation about like we have we could do like all, loads of other stuff as well, and uh, you know the, would it be great if like we did woodworking and. Uh, and um, uh, metal and like you know and uh, nothing actually happened with that conversation we uh-huh. just got really drunk and, yeah, uh, yeah just yeah but, uh, but so then we just carried on with the screen printing and then you know the but the major problem was we were always getting kicked out of spaces yeah you know we and we and we never had any money yeah. so like uh we moved like i guess like in the space and two years that we did the uh, automaton we had i think seven workshops yeah one second. Um, we're back on. Yeah, actually, it was called Automaton Screen Printing Studio. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. But you know, we we it was a constant battle because yeah, you know, we didn't have the money to rent uh, a the permanent space. No. Spa- you know, it's the mm. classical kind of thing where you're just in this uh, art, in an artist studio or. But any kind of space where you're on these like really short-term contracts, they're yeah. really super cheap. But that because you know someone's gonna, the owner's gonna be turning it down. Yeah, yeah, prop- yeah. You know, so we were locked into that cycle, yeah. and uh, and you know it was getting really hard. I mean, se- se- I think it was seven workshops all together. Yeah. And uh, in the space of two years. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. So every couple of months, you every couple of months, yeah. we were like packing stuff up onto mm. a trolley, and we'd. Uh, <laughs> so it was like, I still have the trolley downstairs, which yeah. is the one with the, that got nicked, and I found at Kiel. Oh wow! Do you remember? No, I think. Why didn't you find the trolley for me? This old manual trolley. It could be. 
I don't remember. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look at it afterwards. Yeah, so, yeah. so we used to move everything. On this, so we'd stack up on this old uh, trolley, with, like yeah. all the kit that we had, put a six pack of beer on the top. <laughs> and then we'd like drag everything like across town to another to space. One, and, yeah. and, and that's how it was working. But mm. uh, And then, the, but we, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And we did like work with loads of different uh, artists and graphic designers and illustrators. And, you know, this exactly what we do here. Yeah. It was a kind of like a, a lower threshold model. So you, you had to pay to use things, but it was like you pay, you pay for what you use. Yeah. And uh, at, at least at that time, we just it was all like uh, in our free time so yeah. like so that kept the cost super low yeah. so you were literally just paying for the uh, the, the, inks inks for the, for the emulsion the, and, mm. uh, and the paper yeah. and then we were just helping people print their own stuff and that's always been the uh, uh, so uh, yeah the, the rule yeah. we don't make your shit but we'll like we'll provide do the, whatever the we need yeah, to do yeah. mm. so that you can make it and we mm. don't care whether you've never done it before you know if, if mm. it means we have to start from scratch mm. and that's always been the, the great thing you know like and, and that's enabled uh, us to work with like so many different people because it's not about what you can do it's like what you want to do yes and yeah. uh uh, but it's pretty exciting now that today the the floor of the printmaking area is kind of being poured in. Yeah, yeah, building, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, insane. So I just did is, the calculation. Yeah. That's, that's what fifty five tons of concrete went down now. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> ah, it's uh, insane. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's, yeah. So it's a, it's it's. I mean, it, it's been a journey from like super low fi. Uh, yeah. So so in two years you were doing the print shop, and so when when came the moment that you. It burned down. Up. Okay, it burned down. Yeah, that was the transition that we oh, we right. had. We'd built this amazing workshop in Sandakavan. Yeah. And um, uh, Maria Sunbi had a studio there for, a, and yeah, yeah. She, we did lot, lots with Maria in the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, but then uh, one night I got a phone call. The turn on the news. Uh, uh, Sandakavan's burning. And we're like, ah. what? And I and and uh, so I like rushed down to the workshop and it. It wasn't us. It was the factory right, right next, next door. Uh, and so the fire brigade had been pumping water onto our building to like make sure it didn't burn. And yeah. uh, and we actually didn't lose anything. Everything yeah. was fine. But yeah. the, that, the building was gone. Yeah. Uh, the, so we got kicked out of that space. And that was the last one. We, you know, By that stage, I think we had like around about uh, three tons of equipment. And uh, oh it's God, like, okay, yeah. we could... So moving look. is not fun anymore. Yeah, no. and we got so tired. It was like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we, moving was a massive problem. You know, mm. we, so, and and then also at the, you know, it was all based on our free time. Yeah. So you know, I'd finish work at and the UKS, you... and then I'd uh, run to the workshop because we were going to meet someone who wanted to print, and we'd do some printing. Yeah, and I'd be getting home at like uh, two o'clock in the morning, yeah. and uh, and then like do the same, and and the problem, you know, so there was always this like, it was really hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, and at this stage Arling had actually moved to Barcelona so I was just by myself like yeah. trying to run it and uh, and uh, it, it just wasn't possible you know we, no that's not sustainable no it wasn't sustainable mm. so then I so we just like packed everything up and uh, bought a storage locker yeah put, put everything, everything in a storage locker and then we started again mm. uh, I can probably find it because then, like you know, we think it's so. There's two problems, right? That we knew we had to solve. Like, how how do we solve uh, some kind of like long-term space where you can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
again so if you don't you, so you can build something slowly over time yeah. you don't need, so you don't need to go in with new, in and out uh, with everything and yeah and, you can allow the concept to grow mm. and that's like so you need time mm. and uh, so like that means stable location yeah and uh, and how do you do stable location if you don't have money yeah the, so we, we knew that problem needed to be solved and then it was like okay well how do we find a way that Okay, so we're not like just doing this in our free time. How, how do you make this that bit stable? Yeah, how do you time? make it sustainable? Yeah, right? it, then mm. it's literally about, and the only way, you know, it's about money. Mm. You know, you need to to put, you know, it's a it's a reality. Mm. Uh, you this good. You need yeah, to so stabilize you, situation. So you guys were at the point where basically you, you were starting to live your dream. You see a bit the kind of limitations of the dream, and then now you have to make a decision. Okay, are we going to go? Yeah, are we yeah. going to go with this or are we going to basically yeah. quit it? Yeah. And the problem was like like we could we could of course like you know what another another solution is obviously you get like shit loads of people yeah. and you make it this massive collective effort but again it was also focused on like these really specific s- skills about like you know it we needed like really specific people who who wanted to help other people so they were mm. m- more yeah, concerned with the making of something and not necessarily making your own stuff. But mm. you were just like, we need the kind of person who is obsessed with making something, no, no yeah. matter what it's for. Yeah. And, and that's a kind of rare person. Yeah. And then we needed people that were really good at communicating because obviously yeah. it's this transfer of knowledge and, it, you know, it's all you about do, communication. You have to do it very effective. You have to do it fast because if, yeah, yeah. I want to ask about that later, kind of how. Yeah. The, 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 I was going to find out. Like, I'm pretty sure I've got this, what happened. Um, in, I don't know, maybe it's in another archive now. Mm. I used to have a box of them. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Do I still have them in the office? I got this pamphlet, which was the original pamphlet for Phyllis Wexler. Oh, sweet. Uh, which was a questionnaire. <laughs> ah, come on. Oh, you know, as you can see, there's far too much shit in here right now. It looks pretty organized, I must oh, say. It's kind of like half. Uh, you know what? I'd have to ask Lynn because Lynn's been doing the archive for now. Yeah. Anyway. That's yeah, all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. But now I would like... So, so you, were at the, you were at the point of no return. <laughs> yeah, I was either like yeah. give it all up or I'll find I'll a new really way of doing it. Yeah. And, uh, so I... Uh, so who were involved in that stage in the process? Because it was you and... Well, at that stage, it was just me and Arling. Just you and Arling, yeah. And yeah. Arling was in Barcelona, or was he back Yeah, and like back and forwards, depending on what was going on. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. And so we we made this pamphlet, and uh, and we distributed it, which was like... and uh, Which was where the name, you know, and we came up with this name, which was... Felicity. Which existed anyway. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we just called it Fellowsworks. Then we said, okay, like, wouldn't it be great if we could make a space where you could do all sorts of different kinds of stuff? And and then um, we put forward some kind of arguments for why it should exist in terms of, like, okay, uh, it's better to work collectively, it's more effective use of uh, resources and so forth. Mm. Uh, it's a solution for a lot of problems, especially in the arts community mm. with uh, studio problems and so forth. And, you know, we put, yeah. put this package together and then a bunch of people thought it was interesting. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I don't like to, I mean, there's so many people who've been involved over yeah. the time. It's, uh, it's huge. So, but, uh, I th- the very first people when we were trying to make the concept, I mean, this is, 
years ago now. But um, so you've got like uh, Art Kleiban. Uh, yeah. Do you know him? I don't think he's so. He's a no. really well, uh, it's an amazing graphic designer. He, he's the guy who used to do the uh, profile for Oyo Festival. Yeah. Um, uh, metric design, they're called that. Yeah. They're like super cool. But there was Arik Leiber, and uh, then there was uh, Snorri Varman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just ran into him the other day. He was quickly into town. Yeah, there's, okay, there's a bunch of people that were, you know, I knew through UKS or knew through yeah. other stuff, and we sat down and we talked about this idea. And, yeah. Uh, and it kind of just started, and then. And then I guess one of the key things was above UKS there used to be uh, an, uh, well, a studio kind of Ilke yeah. who had his uh, woodworking workshop. All he right. used to rent the space that UK, UKS rented out a space. Ilke used to rent that space for his uh, uh, wood workshop. All right. So Ilke was always there. And yeah. then upstairs there was uh, Mandelbrot uh, uh, studio. Yeah, which was a uh, guy back at Alton, large, yeah, a, b- a bunch of other people. Yeah, and uh, and this was at the stage when, yeah, and uh, we basically all got together, and yeah. then suddenly it was like, okay, we've got like a bunch of people, who, uh, a bunch of a different group of people. Lars Schempel, Jesus, that's yeah, damn, and. Um, and that, those guys are amazing. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, if you, the, it just, the ball started rolling, you yeah. know, because it's like, okay, yeah, we can, we can do this. And uh, so it's talking about stuff and, uh, and, uh, and we went in and pitched the idea to UKS's board. Yeah. And we said, okay. We got this idea. It's a uh, fellas works that are, which is basically exactly what we do now. So yeah. just describe what we do, and uh, so that's what we, and and that's what we went and presented to UKS. Yeah. And uh, and we said uh, we know this great place, uh, Kulturwerk in Berlin. We want to go and like have a real conversation with, with them, them and, and find out, you know, how, how the how did you do this? Yeah. And what what should we do? And what should our focus be if we wanted to do something similar? Yeah. And UKS uh, was the first money we ever got, yeah. and they gave us like five thousand kroners to buy to, some plane to, tickets to, to fly down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like uh, which uh, everyone went then to Berlin. Yeah. So the, uh, and uh, and uh, we'd been in contact with Kulturwerk, and they put aside two days, and wow. uh, we just went through everything. Wow. Like uh, absolutely everything. Yeah. And uh, so, what was the? Um, yeah. What did it tell you? What did they? Uh, the, the, the kind of the, the were there was there like a spe- specific thing that kind of yeah the, kind of the, the, the one very specific thing was uh, was what order you do things in yeah. and it was space people equipment yeah, not, nice. not no equipment. other order yeah. space you, if, you, if you haven't got space you haven't got anything yeah uh, then you need people because uh, without people you don't you, have anything you don't have anything because you can uh, you know and then equipment lasts because obviously if you've got a space and a guy and a handsaw, you still then can do stuff. Yeah. You can do yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was the, one of the most important things huh. that we took. Um, uh, and then I guess the 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 model as well, mm. uh, the the financial, the business model, or the, the yeah, exactly. So the 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 whole the package, uh-huh. um, you know, um, 
the payment uh, system, the you know, the, let's cut through it, the, the business model. Yeah. Like, yeah, how, yeah. how does it work? And yeah. uh, that was heavily inspired by how what they, they did. did. Yeah. yeah. So like. Um, that it's not a membership model. Yeah. Um, it's a pay as you clock go. in, clock out. Clock in, yeah. clock out. You know, yeah. make it as accessible as possible to two people so that you you know, when you've got some money, you can use it. And if you don't have any money, you've got no costs. Yeah. And uh, and then and then keep it as that um, you, you as you pay as you go. You know, you don't yeah. you just pay for what you do, no more, no less. Yeah. And uh, but obviously the tricky bit then was like Oh, that's super expensive. You know, we're in Norway. Uh, if we want, you know, if those people are going to cover all for, of the costs, uh-huh. that's never happening. There's uh-huh. no way we can do that. Yeah, that's simple math, and you'll find out that it's going to be hard. It's, yeah. You know, like a day's work at the workshop would be like five thousand kroners for. Yeah. It's, not, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, you do two days, and you have rented a space yeah. for a month. So yeah, yeah. So then we knew we had to get. Um, we either had to go commercial. Yeah. So that like we'd all start doing super commercial projects and yeah. making stuff that would then finance a low yield model yeah. where other people could get get access. But we, you know, there were good examples of like that going terribly wrong. Yes, uh, and uh, the bit basically being no low yield access. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, because the, the the money bit will be easily prioritized. Over. Of course, it is mm. it, it, that that is the then the priority is mm. that you know the commercial production has to be prioritized because that's what pays for everything, and then mm. and it's hard to make businesses run. So mm. therefore, you end up just making commercial stuff, and yeah. so so we pitched to Cultural Day, yeah, and we said, okay, like we got this, uh, we got all this experience from doing this uh, stuff, and that was like the print workshop and Mandelbrot, yeah. and uh, we got a, a bunch of people who are super cool at making stuff and uh, really motivated. We got some great arguments for why this should exist. Uh, we want to run a pilot project, yeah, and, uh, and, and they said uh, yes, and they said yeah, yeah. yeah. That must so, be amazing when you heard the yes. Yeah, it was... And scary. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, at that stage, no, I don't think it was scary. It was, you know, we we were in heavily invested. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, this was a dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with that money, you came into here, in Utagata. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly. I th- we, we f- no, we'd already found the space. All right. Yeah, so that was mm. part of the application that uh, mm. we had a we had, we a, had space. a space. Yeah, we yeah. and the yeah, so Ertegard existed. Yeah, um, but uh, you know to do something with Ertegard. So so in the in the order of things, it's space, people, funding, equipment. Yeah. Or equipment funding can be maybe well, you know, like in the you know, we obviously had like a bunch of kit, so all, all the equipment was our was our own. You mm. know, like. Uh, the printing equipment was uh, from Automaton, so we had a full. Yeah. Okay, full well, it wasn't. No, we're not talking any, uh, some sort of pro equipment and so forth, but if, you know, functional stuff. Mm. Ilkia uh, had a bunch, uh, a bunch of woodworking uh, equipment. Uh, yeah. I personally, you know, I had like had like, loads of tools at home, and yeah. uh, so I just brought all my tools in, and yeah. uh, everyone, you know, you just gather what you got. Yeah, and uh, that's a put it in, in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and. Um, so uh, so you get the money from Kulturrode to start the pilot, mm. and that did, which year was this? You remember? Was it two yeah, thousand and eleven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then so then uh, so how long did you already had had you already opened the doors or was it? Um, 
when did we open the doors? No, that was in the... Yeah, so we had a lot of stuff to do here in yeah. Artegata. To prepare, you know, like, yeah. uh, um, it took us uh, a long time to try and find a space. I mean, you, you yeah. know this, I mean, this is an amazing space. This is, yeah. It's killer. But, Middle center. But it's completely destroyed. Yeah. You know, it's it's not even classified as a building. No. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know, the... We, we, we basically were again there was some alcohol involved and uh, and uh, we we went on a trip uh, packed a bunch of beer and we started walking um, yeah. and uh, you know the it's a uh, you walk down a street if you normally turn right you turn left yeah. uh, and you do and you do this strategy so you try and break the, the pattern the, the patterns that you in your head and that's a great way to go and find buildings and spaces and or, or new things or you know and so we just uh, went on a walk yeah. and we catalogued a whole series of different cool buildings that you know you look through and say like, what's going oh, there's on here something and, so, so, you know. possibility. and um and obviously one of them was uh Urtugata. yeah and so we went around the corner here and we spoke to uh, one of the guys in the cafe and we were like oh yeah what do you know anything about this and he was like yeah it's uh it's the mosques oh yeah was yeah. Like, okay and uh, it's like and it was like so we, you know we got in touch with the uh, Sarwa uh, yeah. who's the chairman of the mosque yeah and uh, um, we went and pitched to him yeah and uh, yeah he could I mean for them it was probably uh, uh, you know a good opportunity because you know you can't rent this out you know maybe for some storage for some someone but other than that yeah you know, and, then, and it was part of, and, so, and basically they gave us the keys yeah. So we didn't have to pay any money. We just got the keys, and I, uh, and it was uh, really wrecked in here. It'd been, you know, uh, ten years with nothing. There's no heating. The roof no. leaks, and you know, it was completely bombed. And uh, and so the deal was okay. We we don't ask you guys for anything. Yeah. Um. Uh. And if you can give us some some time, so where we don't have to pay any money, we'll we can we'll sort yeah. this out. Mm. And uh. And so we spent, yeah, that was like in the, in the beginning of was that two thousand eleven or two thousand? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we we basically had like everyone together. We were about twenty people all together, and yeah. we just went at it. This, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. You know, it's like we had to be really careful. In the beginning, it was really careful because this is actually one of the first mosques oh, in right. Norway. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe Norway's second mosque. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so when we first started, like we had to be really careful. We had to find like all the they used to have a printing press here. There were all the pages of the Quran. Those all had to be gathered up, and yeah. uh, then they had to be like uh, delivered to the mosque because they needed to go and be buried. And you know, it was this oh, yeah. like really careful process in the yeah. beginning. <laughs> and then we had to go nuts. Yeah. And uh, we basically made a decision that anything that was soft. Yeah had to go I yeah. mean there was mold there was like funguses there was uh, uh, rats pigeons cats there was I mean everything oh my <laughs> it was it was really really bad uh. and uh, so we just stripped it all stripped the whole thing mm. so we just said okay we can't have anything here mm. that's not made of concrete or brick yeah. or you know if there's any glass maybe yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> so um, we just stripped the place down huh. Yeah, that's nice because then you also have a clean canvas to start from. And yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And then we start putting equipment in. Yeah, yeah. And then you opened. Yeah, then we opened. Yeah, yeah. yeah straight away. Yeah. So the very first thing we did was uh, 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 with uh, UKS. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the we had the project with uh, Marianne Vitale yeah, from with the uh, burn, New York, the Burn Bridge. Burn Bridge, yeah. You know, cause yeah. We, so we just went big from yeah. like day yeah, one. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. okay, so, like hey. you want to make a full skies uh, bridge and uh, and then you want to like deliver it over to a farm and you want to burn it and then you want to like bring it back to the workshop so you can redo it and then you want to like put install it in a gallery. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Let's that, do that, that, yes, that, that sounds <laughs> great. Let's do that. Because, you know, we got yeah. a little bit of money from uh, Norsk Kulturot so we're yeah. like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. Let's do it then. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's brilliant. That was the yeah. very, very first project. That, that's a nice start. That's a good, yeah, it was I mean, very great. symbolic in some weird way, maybe too. You know, yeah, you've burn. seen the pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen it live. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah, it's a beautiful piece. Yeah, yeah. We had like you know, like, and you know, and, and that's what it's you know, because it's not just about me- it's the logistics is a huge, yes. huge part of yes. what we do. Is like okay, how do you move stuff? I mean, li- yeah. you know, and, uh, how do you get your material in? How do you get your material out? How do you get your yeah, I mean, you're in the middle of the center. There's no parking possibilities here. Yeah, and like, these guys had come from New York, so obviously they didn't know anywhere. So we were yeah. like, okay, and they didn't have any materials. So we yeah. like sourced all of these um, materials from a, um, you know, from an old barn that yeah. they could make the bridge from. And then we like talked to uh, uh, an artist that we knew, and he had a farm. And uh, where they could burn the thing. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And so then we'd like transport it to there, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. Yeah. I remember, like, uh, I. Crap, we rented a van <laughs> and, uh, and we sort of transported it all out to the, this uh, field and we set everything on fire and, uh, and we packed it back up again, drove it back here, and I crashed into four cars. <laughs> Uh, like it was really late at night and I was worn out and I was like and we had this big truck and we were like trying to like and there was loads of cars parked outside here and we were like trying to get it in through the door and I like I I crashed in four cars oh wow yeah yeah. early days yeah yeah early days yeah yeah. the cowboy days Mm. so but now so so then the pilot project was I think was intended for a year right yeah and it turned out to be three or four years yeah, we added a new, new element on, you know, like uh, once we stripped down this place, you know, mm. it, we we was like, okay, we, you know, we need this could be our home. Yeah, this is this could be amazing. Yeah, 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 this is you know, it's uh, like, yeah. but it was like, okay, but this is not just a matter of like uh, putting a bit of plaster on the walls and uh, like uh, screwing things. This, you know, we need to. This building needs to be remade. Yeah, you know, it needs a brand new roof. You know, yeah. it's still the situation now. We only have yeah. three. We only have three walls. So like, there's one. It needs a new wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, you know, I was like, you know, and so we went back to. That's when we first met Sondre. You know, like uh, our architect. Yeah. Yeah, because we got Sandra. Sandra was, oh, I say, like, how did that work? Yeah, Lars Schempel knew a guy because yeah. we were like, okay, well, like, uh, how, how, you know, we don't know anything about how, buildings how and stuff, this? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, and, and Lars was like, oh, I know, I know a guy, and and that was, and he pulled in uh, Sandra. Yeah, and um, so we, and then Sandra came in, and you know, and he was like, okay, this is a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and the the ball started rolling, and. Uh, so we went back to Kulturode uh, and yeah. we said like, okay, you, uh, we've got an idea now. Um, we want to uh, run a, a, another pilot at the same time. So we yeah, have... So parallel. Hmm. Yeah, so parallel. So we have one pilot that's uh, about uh, the concept, the space, how it works and so forth. Yeah. And we want another pilot at the same time that's about uh, location. You know, yeah. how do we... You know what would what would it cost to do this building? Yeah. You know what do we need physically speaking? Uh, you know uh, square meters, uh, electrical systems, ventilation systems, fire systems, all this kind of stuff that we didn't know anything about. Yeah. 
and uh, can we run a pilot alongside the uh, that's based on Hoptogata? Yeah. And they said, yeah. Yeah. And they gave us an extra 175,000 to Dedicate find out, it, yeah. you know, like uh, go and talk to people and uh, get mm. some engineers and uh, start mm. working it out. So we ran, we ran those two at the same time. Yeah. Uh, that resulted in, on, come on, have I got nothing in this office anymore? And there's a book. I think I think the problem is that we we start packing stuff down. Yeah. So uh, Lynn is, but we made this like enormous book, yeah. basically, which was a, a bunch of uh, field studies. You know, we we've been at Kio because yeah. that's uh, uh, we've been in you know we made reports on we, we've been to the opera to see how they did workshops. We've been to yeah. Kio. How does Kio do workshops? Uh, I think we we talk. We talk you guys came to me as well. You? We talked. We yeah. talked about the other things that yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we just and we saw we went uh, we saw like loads of different places in Norway and we saw loads of different places uh, um, abroad yeah. abroad and we started gathering up uh, information. Yeah, um, uh, and that was also when Jens came in as well. Yeah, because Jens was then uh, he'd been how did that he'd been traveling around the world He's on his uh, on his fab lab. Yeah, uh, trip. So he he yeah he'd been studying in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, he was in Eindhoven and then he yeah. And then he, he's finished well, there. For, for the listeners, uh, oh, yeah, I sorry. did a, a podcast with Jens. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they can listen to that yeah, one yeah, and they'll, yeah. they'll get that. Yeah, yeah, so Jens yeah. is like crazy. And, uh, yeah. No, in, in, no, in, in, like, not like... A very good No, way. he is crazy. But um, yeah, and so Jens could come back. He was finished on his fab lab tour around the world. Uh, and he came back to Oslo and he was like, okay, I, I want to do... Uh, he, he was running his studio and and then somehow... No, it's before that. Because he came back, I think he was in the middle of his, uh, his trip, he come back to Oslo yeah. and he wanted to do a space and then he left again and he came back and he did some uh, did a search on a, on a, uh, on the net and he found Fellowstocks and he came in to UKS when I was working there yeah and uh, oh, wow. we had a chat oh, and, wow. uh, and then I think he left almost immediately again because he was going off on another trip on a tour yeah but that but that's basically when Jens came in as well oh, right. um, so he came in that early I, I always yeah. thought he came in like just when he kind of moved back to Norway when he started his, his uh, no I might be completely wrong but that's how I remember things yeah but yeah, good, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and mm. uh, and that's uh, when we started working with Jens mm. uh, and then you expanded into the CNC world and uh, yeah, because that's sort of stuff that Jens has brought with him, you know. Like but I've always been like super, super interested in uh, tech. Yeah, but I'm, I can't do it. Yeah, if you I, know I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know yeah. have the right access points, and you know, I was like by that stage, I was so heavily involved in uh, trying to work out how yeah, to just do uh, fellas works that it, like yeah. you know, like you can't, you can't do everything no. yourself. It's no. impossible. So, no. so it was amazing, and uh, and then uh, Jens came in. Yeah. Uh, huh. No, that uh, and uh, but I think also what Jens brought in is is this modular thinking and this this um, connecting like these these new technologies in also yeah. developing kind of how you run and how you kind of yeah, yeah, kind of introduced kind of maybe a different kind of thinking you know like a bit sure yeah the, the, you know that that's absolutely you know that kind of stage I mean um, you know philosophically still like super underground at that time mm. you know but you know we're uh, having like amazing conversations and you know you know say about equipment and facilities mm -hmm. and stuff that's when we talk about start talking about okay how do different how do you you the choice of what equipment you build in what how does like those choices how do you build bridges between mm -hmm. uh so so you kind of stop how, talking how about do you go from a planer to a cnc machine to like a metal yeah how do you how do you break down those like traditional boundaries when you say okay there's a we're, we got a wood workshop 
we've mm. got a metal workshop mm. we have you know and then we start talking about like uh, uh, choices in here about how then to build bridges between mm. uh, so you start playing with different techniques and mixing different yeah. other techniques and when you go from the CNC to the print shop uh, from the print shop to yeah. the wood shop from yeah. the wood shop back to the print shop to the metal shop to yeah and how metal. does that like uh, how does uh, analog work with digital how yeah. do you build bridges between those two how do you make yeah. choices when uh, you know either in quality between uh, analog and digital or between uh, effectiveness and analog and digital when do you do woodworking that woodworking and CNC are great examples of that mm-hmm. about you know you don't when is the one faster when is the other faster yeah, yeah? because exactly. uh, or, or, or when is you know, what kind of qualities you're looking for you know mm-hmm. especially in obviously in prototyping mm-hmm. uh, say with CNC you put you invest an awful lot of time in the design stage mm-hmm. before you go uh, to production whereas like uh, on a table saw you bang, I, well, you're the same as me. You, you sit with a piece of paper, you sketch it out, and yeah, you bang it out, and you okay. bang it out, mm. and you and you deal with all the problems along the way. Mm. But you know, if you then want to make the next iteration of that, you have to start again. Yeah. And uh, but with the CNC, obviously, like all that work is done already. Done. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so this was obviously like mind opening to. Uh, yeah. You know. No, there's a different. Uh, you know, I made a switch to the CNC world. I think six. Six seven years ago, about about oh, 2011, about the same time, same time you guys yeah. opened. Yeah. Yeah. So I started working at Kyo, uh, running the CNC workshop. And I didn't know anything, but it really, I mean, uh, I, when I explain people CNC, you know, like a CNC machine is just a tool. It's like a drill. It's like a saw. It's like yeah, anything, it, right? That's it. The, the powerful part of the CNC thing is is I think first of all the the, the 3D modeling you do in the computer, hmm. you know, the, the the drawing and and kind of changing your process where you yeah you you make one round of mistakes in your drawings you work it out and then you run it out and then you know by that time you've you've done so many mistakes already hmm. without investing material and and, and and so you only invest time yeah and uh, uh, so that saves you a huge amount of uh, amount of troubles in the in the production yeah and you get enough problems as it is even even if you do it, do it like that but uh uh, you know, over the years, I noticed that you you get, yeah, you, you get a different kind of effectiveness and a different kind of precision. You can, you know, which becomes your new benchmark. You know? Yeah, but I, I still think you know, uh, uh, I still like with CNC to like not forget to not design too much and, and remember you, you still got to bang it out mm. like because you know we talked about mm. ideas and uh, and about how important it is that they become physical mm-hmm. uh and and, I th- and that's the same i think with cnc i, I think a lot of the time maybe it, it becomes too much focus on the design stage where you start trying to solve every single problem mm. before you actually make something mm. but we all know like there's a massive difference between an idea and the physical thing and yeah. you won't realize the until problems until it exists still, yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the, the trouble often in there is because you feel like you put so much time in investing and you, you make a mistake uh, you know to go back to the drawing board that, that, that needs you know that's a mentality yeah. you need to kind of develop you know where you say okay you know it takes the time it takes and you just kind of uh, uh, yeah, you bang it out but then you bang it out again you know and that that kind of cost or commitment you know that that's i think the stage most people stop at yeah this but it comes from experience i mean you know the more you do it the more and you know also that quality kind of thing you Mm -hmm. know like you know how how good does it need to be for what it's going to do 
Yeah. And, you know, and that, that's also something, you know. That's a very th- interesting point because, yeah, uh, that, that doesn't matter if you use a CNC or a table saw or a hand saw or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But it really, uh, um, yeah, there's this balance between doing something fast, efficient and good enough. Yeah. And good enough, you know, for, you know, good enough for me is a different good enough than somebody who starts out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, I, I'm, what's that? Uh, I'm uh, oh, huge problems with, uh, I'm, I'm not OCD, but like, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> detail is like, uh, I'm yeah. obsessed with it. But, yeah. uh, you know, and it, but it, so it's about fighting against this sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. But you've got that kind of quality control and you're saying, like, okay, we're going to make something perfect. Yeah. But other times you've got to, like, push it back because, you know, it. it it needs to exist at the same time. You can't yeah. just uh, yeah, because otherwise you you'll never get it get it no. done. No, no. no and there's uh, I think we have, as as a visual artists are a bit better with that because we're always on a money and, and time constraint sure. you know, to produce. So you 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 can't afford to run a project again. You know, often you know, or you can yeah. and, and I was just say just don't make mistakes. <laughs> and, yeah. And in the end, uh, that's more like a mentality where where it actually kind of where you tackle it. Okay, if you do make make a mistake, accept that mistake and try to integrate it in what you do. You know, and and instead of kind of endlessly fixing these small mistakes, you know, okay, what is the overall picture? Does this is this mistake visible and annoying? And sometimes it is, and then you have to take care of it. Or is it a mistake which actually you know adds this small imperfection, which is actually fine, which actually makes the piece better? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I remember like at this uh, when I was studying at the Slade with my MA, then I, there was mm. this uh, painting a teacher there that's called uh, Bruce McLean, yeah. and I he's uh, we, we used to do loads of stuff with him, but uh, you know his focus was always on like you you, you just bang it out, yeah, uh, make it exist first, and then you can start considering what it is and or, yeah. and you know and, and and go forwards. He had this uh, philosophy that there was a. Yeah, there's no such thing as a new idea. Yeah, uh, all ideas have, have have always existed. The difference is whether they've been made, made or not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, and so obviously, you yeah. know, that's it. Uh, but I think there's two two things here. Uh, if you think about, because you can, or, or there's two ways to invest in in this kind of thing. Either you bang it out and you kind of over time kind of get better and uh, at banging things out. Hmm. Or you kind of focus really on perfecting one thing and then take that perfection with you. Yeah. You know, so I think there's two two ways to the same kind of thing, and and I'm definitely part of the bang it out and and learn along the way. And and but that you know for me that took about ten years to, that I'm now on a level where I think okay now now it becomes sure something. Mm. You know? No, that's good. And. Uh, but that's also, uh, you know, if you go, if we go back to Fellas Rexit, I mean, you guys have been banging it out, but parallel to it, you've also been reflecting and fine tuning and rethinking and remodeling. Yeah, and, sure. and, and but it's been a massive part of it at the same time. So everyone who works here, you know, um, you know, it, it's a, it, it's a job, and mm-hmm. you know, we we take it very seriously. But at mm-hmm. the same time, there's a, we try to build in as much freedom in that at the same time. Mm-hmm. So although it's not officially classified as a research uh, time or I think like in terms of like if you know one of us wants to like try something new learn something new then it needs to be done it, it has yeah. to be done yeah. it's like if you know if we're interested in a new production technique or we yeah. want to try something a little then then, then uh, yeah. 
an example milling in steel right on the scene yeah i mean these bots i mean we got these bots um uh i mean they're actually part of the standard fab lab uh inventory yeah Uh, and uh and Jens was obviously the, I think Jens is the first person in Norway to have but uh, he, he brought his bot with yeah. yeah yeah so he had one and um and uh, they they were only really designed for cutting wood yeah that's that's what you know they're super they're super cheap yeah. um they're like, about 160,000 crowners yeah, yeah which is a lot of money but like compared to a it, CNC machining center the, the that's like nothing the, the multicam uh, we have a Kio you know they're a million plus or something yeah I mean like it's it just industry industry yeah. kind of Jens is great yeah. quote on that one is that you know about uh, uh, tractors versus uh, Lamborghinis yeah. you know yeah, yeah. they both get you there yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so yeah no, so but you know uh Jens wanted to push the limits with those uh, machines mm. and you, you yeah it's yeah. done yeah. You know, no but I mean it's so powerful to kind of integrate that kind of curiosity and that joy into your kind of structure because that you know kind of the compound interest on that is mm. is tremendous yeah. and and uh, I think this is a mistake a lot of companies and a lot of kind of institutions make that they don't they don't allow for this kind of free form kind of exploration and and you know because first of all it kind of creates a tremendous joy and, and commitment hmm. you know in in being involved in what you do and what you what you love and and so the i say the uh, the interest on it or the compound interest on it is, is i think really kind of it's also i mean like you know it's interesting you talk about business because like that's <laughs> a it's a good you know we're, we're a business Mm. As, as well, well, we have to consider, you know, well, not we're we're not we're an ideal organization and so forth, but we have to be smart. And so we use a lot of the principles in yeah. normal business. And so, say, uh, uh, in terms of our business model, that that freedom uh, that people have to work here is is a very also a very specific reason for that as well, mm. because you know we've never had the, any money either. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, as time's gone, we've been managed to attract funding and so forth, uh, mm. but uh, no one's ever got paid any good money to be here. Mm. And uh, yeah, so there needs to be a trade-off there too. There's right? got to be a trade-off. Yeah, mm. I mean, you can't. I mean, uh, now we talk. But for, but I, yeah. I I will also kind of claim even if you get properly paid. You know, even then, uh, it's as important. You know, to kind of course of, it is. Yeah. 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 So so, uh, and uh, of course, there's an ideological base here where where, as you formulated that, you know, you want to see ideas kind of become reality, and not just from like a specific group from anybody who's interested to kind of yeah create an idea. Yeah. Know? Which is a which is an incredibly powerful thought, I think, and very very kind of generous. And, and what well, was that transition? I mean, uh, Fellas Works when it was originally launched was uh, just for artists. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was basically exactly the same concept of uh, as Kulturwerk in Berlin, yeah. but uh, and shipped over to Norway, tweaked a bit, yeah. and launched. Yeah. But then we we understood really really fast that um, that was maybe not very smart. No. Um, and uh, we can talk about this there, there's ideological reasons for that and there's business reasons for that the mm. ideological is I think is simple that there's so much to learn from different kinds of people and and, and uh, you build a, you, you actually going to be a, a bridge between between uh, artists and and, uh, and other uh, yeah. I say other production uh, oh, sorry I just um, now my thought kind of evaporated, but yeah, the, 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 there's this. 
uh, you're standing in society not you're not uh, just this island this art yeah. island which which you know operates there and i think you know what you see now with with uh, uh, the pressure on on funding in norway and kind of the if you look at the netherlands for example how the funding system changed there and so if you're only dependent and only operate in this art bubble you know mm. you're very kind of vulnerable and uh, we talked about this vulnerability like uh, like before as well uh, yeah i mean uh, the ideological thing is, uh, yeah, I think it's just, I don't think it's so simple. Mm. You know, the, the one the great things about workshops is the lack of hierarchy that exists. Mm. You know, it, you know, we talk about the, the nature of a flat uh, workshop floor, you know, physically yeah. and ideologically. When, uh, when you've got an uh, artist and an architect and an industrial designer all in the same space, uh, standing on that floor using those machines there isn't any hierarchy between them yeah. everyone is just making something yeah. and so the opportunities to open a dialogue uh, between the the different fields it happens naturally yeah you know like we uh, you're gonna be curious hey what are you doing what what, what is that and uh, you know or, like, or, hey do you know yeah. so yeah we talked about synergy for years you mm. know between the different fields and it's uh and, and it's been bullshit this mm. like abstract version of like uh, okay it's so cool with uh architects and artists working together and and uh but uh, i think uh, very often it is it, it's bullshit it yeah. doesn't actually happen yeah. but you know here in a workshop it, it does happen yeah. you know the, the, there isn't this hierarchy and, yeah. uh, and there is real dialogue and, and, yeah, uh, and real everybody meets in the same ground in this within the same energy too. yeah mm. yeah so they uh and obviously people take different skills i mean uh, the architects have uh, like different skills from artists and, mm. and uh, industry mm. designers have got different you know so everyone's so the so the knowledge base because just yeah it goes yeah. wild mm. uh, so that uh, so the ideological that that's a no-brainer everyone mm. should be able to come in mm. Uh, even like you know a guy who just wants to cut a plank of wood into because he needs a shelf uh, yeah. at home yeah. that's yeah, yeah you as well you, yeah. you know like let's let's not piss around if it's it shouldn't be there shouldn't be any threshold yeah you know if you want to come in you should be able to do that yeah um, but then the, the, the business side is, is is important as well you know we talked about in the beginning like if if it if it doesn't work financially, then it dies it instantly. Work, no. it, you can't mm. do it, and and you know in Norway it's a very specific. Uh, pr- there's not very many people. Mm. You know we're in the capital city, and it's and it's, it's and it's, a it's one a, third of the size of uh, my hometown. Yeah. So you know then we have to talk. You know then you start talking about markets and so forth, yeah. and, and 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 it's serious. You have to think about markets, and you know if uh, yeah, who do you cater to? How many people are there actually who want to use? Yeah, and like, can use and yeah. yeah I talk. Uh, my my brother works in the supermarket industry in the UK, and mm. I and I, so I. There's a, a supermarket model which is like stack them high, sell them cheap. Yeah. Um, which is kind of Rema Tuzin in Norway. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, you, you want like a max product per square meter, max amount of people through the door, uh, sell, uh, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically <laughs> Fellas Folkstadter's model yeah. is a kind of stack them high. We need, we need 
people in and out. We need all the time. Yeah. If not, then the costs for uh, a per single person, person will, yeah. will go, go up through the roof. Yeah. So you know, we, we want to distribute the costs over as many people as possible, so yeah. that like that single usage cost stays down, yeah. as low mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously about attracting as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, thinking about what market you're appealing towards is extremely important. You yeah. know, we're talking nowadays about you know with other people who are setting up spaces around in Norway or the rest of the world, then we talk a lot about market analysis and. Uh, mm-hmm. And about okay, well, who who? What is your specific? You can't just take a model and import it and expect it to work. You no. need to do. You see, you have to see if if that yeah, because the market here and the market there is two different things. Yeah, yeah it's, it's this thing we've had. You t- we touched on it earlier, but it was we had major <coughs> focus on this from day one is. A, uh, documenting uh, what goes on. Yeah, you already mentioned. You know, there's a person dealing with the archive, which is, I mean, yeah, you know that that's another powerful tool you you actually kind of have there because you that's your memory. Yeah, but we we're hard on statistics here, so mm-hmm. we catalog every activity that comes so we know exactly how much uh, how many hours you've used on the on a on the planer uh, we know yeah. we know how old you are we know yeah. what your profession is but, yeah. and it's not uh, and this is because we every year we go through and we analyze the data yeah. and we say okay well what kind of people are coming through the door what kind of stuff do they want to yeah. do how, how much time are they using yeah exactly yeah. so we we're, we're mm. trying to follow the trends mm. and uh, and so when we're talking to and which also means it's very easy for us to talk about it as well. So if we, you know, if you want to move over to a funding situation, yeah. then uh, yeah, they want We can we can tell you yeah, details is, yeah. about what we do, yeah. very very specific, and yeah. uh, and that's what we talk about about other organisations now that do similar things or uh, are starting with. You know, it's, the documentation is extremely important from yeah. day one. Yeah, you know, you need to know. Who who are the people and what are they doing? Yeah. And can I tell someone else about it in yeah. a simple fashion? You know. Uh, yeah. Can I explain? Hey, in one sense, this is what you can get done there. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Yeah. So uh, that's been uh, massive. Mm. I mean, sometimes it feels as though it's. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're an ideological arts <laughs> organization. <laughs> you know, and I, and. Uh, and with no experience of business at all. Mm. You know, no no one, uh, but. But you're still. That's that's also why I, I, I am so interested in this business side because, you know, as an artist as well, we uh, we pretend often that the business side isn't there, and and it hurts us. Yeah, it sure. hurts us tremendous on all levels. And yeah. so to really understand kind of what are these rules, you know, because these rules, the business rules, they are there for reasons. You know, they they are, have been developed through mm. thousands of years to kind of you know have a system to, you know live next to each other work next to each other you know exchange of energy and money and you know to make things sustainable and make them you know well we try to I mean you know um, I don't know how do you say that in uh, English artist Kunstner's Levko yeah the 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 artist um Means of living, or means of living. Yeah, you know that. Say. That's always been, um, you know, it's one of the reasons why we exist is mm-hmm. to uh, make it easier. You know, yeah. we're we're a social project, and yeah. uh, and it's about um, cutting those bound. Like, again, in terms of thresholds, you know, this shouldn't be about the size of your wallet. Yeah, uh, that that should. It, let's take that out of the equation, so that like uh, that's not affecting something. And uh, and uh, how can we? 
uh, provide something for artists so that when they do get money, more of that money goes in their pockets yeah. and not to other not people. Not yeah. Yeah, so that, that's mm. been a extremely important. And then obviously that's been developed then to know, so okay, well, it's not just artists. It's like the whole creative community. Mm. Uh, you know, everyone gets screwed over mm. day mm. in, day out. Mm. And, um, and how, how, do we, how do we begin to resolve that? How, how can we help people stand better on their own feet? Mm. And uh, so this is, you know, that's one of the reasons. But we, we started this uh, great thing. Uh, what was it? We ran a pilot with uh, help from uh, the municipality yeah. uh, for job board, yeah. which is, which is another know. kind of thing that we do with that now. We, you know, because we get, we're, we're, we're really getting quite good at making stuff here, like the yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, where, and uh, so we get a lot of like uh, uh, commercial stuff where people want us to make stuff. Yeah, and um, and we we've done a little bit of it, you know, especially when we had some really bad uh, economic times. Economic times. Yeah. We, we we made some stuff and uh, and uh, and we survived, but you know, it's that it was a confirmation that if yeah. we do that, the focus is the it's focus starts. To, we we saw away. it happen yeah. straight away. Yeah. It was like we we could earn a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so that was where, uh, and then that doesn't taste too good. And then we had this massive realization that like okay if we do that we're actually making it harder for our users because mm. they're trying to we, we're actually stealing business mm. because we could undercut everyone mm. uh, we could make yeah because you got this huge uh, framework of huge yeah, kind of all the, all the you know yeah. we have this massive network of suppliers mm. and uh, workshops and mm. all sorts of different people we know and we're stealing business from them mm. and that was like okay we, 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 we cannot do this we, mm. we if we do that we're just shooting ourselves in the foot yeah. and then actually legally it's a massive problem obviously like if we because receive, you're funded by by the cultural uh, absolutely yeah, of course yeah yeah so it's like mm-hmm. a, but there's a problem where where you uh, you're culturally funded or, or you receive public money and yeah. uh, you start producing uh, commercial uh, commercial stuff mm-hmm. which means you can undercut other people mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, what well, it's ethically yeah. wrong and it's legally yeah. wrong as well but there, there's two sides to this because you know legally it's true but you know like also the market uh, you provide is like this this the smaller market right okay there's like a carpenter who's doing like a job he needs a CNC for a day he comes in does his CNC yeah. it works it right and he can't go nowhere else there is nothing out there where he can say hey sure. I need to uh, uh, uh. so there's 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 also a kind of a hierarchy within these things, you know, because if because there is no there's no way to turn. So even if you undercut, uh, yeah, and you we, shouldn't still undercut because you you want that carpenter to come in. You don't want to do. We don't want to uh, kill him. No, because, that, because that's what happens. Exactly, basically. that's your like, that's we, your customer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and uh, so we just said, okay, this can't. We mm. can't do this. Mm. It's not happening. That's not. Uh, it's not ethically right. It's not legally right. It's uh, so. Uh, so we launched a job board, uh, mm. which is uh, a. What well, in Norwegian like an arbeidsvermittlings tjänster. Yeah. So yeah, you um... basically kind of took this. Uh, so but all the commercial stuff comes in, and then we are like, okay, but Jesus, there's all these people out here waiting that are for jobs, amazing yeah. uh, making stuff. Whether it's an artist or yeah. an architect or, and uh, w- well, why don't we just like 
sit uh, there we can be the communication channel and uh, and then we can start distributing work out to people mm-hmm. and especially like people who have not maybe not done that kind of stuff before we can look at the we can help make sure they price it properly so yeah. like uh, and then we can make sure that the contracts are correct and we can you know maybe there's a community you know Maybe yeah, you're you not can, used to that you kind can of prov- special language. Yeah, you can provide a, you, an, again a knowledge base or a, yeah, yeah, and then we can sort of sit in the middle and like uh, make sure that like okay, the client and the and the and the producer uh, the, yeah, gets the, gets what they're looking for. Yeah, and the advantage for fellows works that is of, uh, that a lot of that would happen here. That a lot of the production sure. would happen here. Exactly, yeah. and that way that would pay for. Being that communicator or that that kind of pet yeah. man in the yeah middle. so exactly yeah. so there's no so that that's something we realized the uh, right you know it was a big discussion you know should we be taking ten percent should we be taking fifteen mm. percent it was like mm. ah. yeah I mean that that's the kind of standard model it's what the kind of agent kind of thing and then and, you uh, have to administrate it but it doesn't work with our you mm. know our ideas and mm. our ideals that you know that's not what we're supposed to be doing you know mm. yeah obviously we want to uh, uh, survive and uh, we need to pay the bills but you know. There's an, it's not the right way to do it. And then we're no. like, okay, let's just let's just see what happens. And, yeah, and that's exploded. Yeah, so I can. Uh, no, as I said, I mean the benefit. Uh, uh, you know, because if you, I think if you would take a cut, it would actually slow it down because you know, like, yeah, mm. you 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 kind of stagnate a certain kind of flow because you kind of you are you put like an additional administrative kind of thing in between because you have yeah. to administrate that money. You have to kind of deal with it. You have to. I go after people who don't pay that. You, you know, it's all it's it's more a nightmare than that kind of the benefits yeah. you get there. And the benefit I think more is that uh, provide more for other people, and that way you'll you'll get more too in yeah. in an automated way. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we we we're, we're actually going to try and like see if we can get a little bit of uh, uh, funding to just focus on that bit because yeah. there's just a lot of problems yeah. in terms of communication and trying to effectify that and. Uh, yeah. And uh, and especially in terms of uh, um, now we're moving into the kind of like upstart, uh, yeah. thing, you know. But there's a, you know there's a massive knowledge, but that that transition, you know, starting your own business, it's you don't a learn. lot of stuff you mm. need to know, and you got to mm. learn it really really fast. And mm. it would be really nice, you know, we've had a lot of experience with it ourselves, mm. so like it would be really good to like try and uh, work more with that, you know, so we can actually really go in detail about. Uh, how to make a proper budgets how do you mm. you know uh, and contracts especially yeah uh, but uh, yeah uh, but it's been fun uh, like well no that's the thing so yeah we started talking about uh, um how to earn a living and uh, how do we help people you know so yeah. one thing is like so there's uh, all these different kinds of systems and start to like all be gathered in a uh, here and like in the yeah. yeah umbrella yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's super interesting yeah, so uh, um, uh, we were earlier at the new location at Seljuskata. <laughs> it's uh, oh, it's such a beautiful building. Oh, it's amazing. It's really, I mean, yeah. how did you get there? I mean, how did you do that? Yeah. That sounds like magic. It's <laughs> a long story. Yeah. But, you know, like we talked about it, you know, it's been a, one of our focuses from yeah. even before, you know, before the name, before everything. It was like, you know, a, a result of... Uh, getting hammered so much with those original screen printing workshops so that, that you know we Moving. need to have a stable location yeah uh, and so it's been with us from day one and uh, originally we were hoping to be able to use uh, Urtegata yeah but we're, and we actually 
I uh, came up with some amazing ideas for re for using this space, and we attracted like uh, financing for it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and I'm not going to go into the details, but the, the plan just uh, it it fell apart. Yeah. We, we couldn't manage to. Uh, uh, the the financing model uh, for this workshop didn't make sense. Yeah, um, there was a problem in get in either owning or getting a long t a long enough term contract to Lisa. be able to invest enough money into this place so that it would actually work. Yeah, and in the end, the calculation just, just didn't work. Wire, it yeah. was uh, yeah. so we realized that we had to move, mm. and uh, and uh, that was a crisis. I mean, mm. we we almost died that year. Mm. Well, yeah, there's so many things started falling apart. Mm. So we did the same again. Beer. Yeah. Let's go on a walk. Yeah. Turn left, turn right. Turn right. Yeah. And uh, we documented a whole series of different spaces. And uh, we found a side of Scotland. And the really funny thing is, like, uh, when I went back uh, last year, I was going through the archive. And that original trip when we found Urtegata. You also found that one? We found that one uh, as yeah. well. So it's like... Because that has been standing empty for ten as long as I've been here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a... Uh, yeah... It was lucky. We've been actually we've been looking at it uh, yeah. for years as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this, it's been so many different problems. Uh, it's been a very complicated uh, legal uh, situation up there. Yeah. There's been lots of problems with uh, the owners and ripping it down, and yeah. you know how how to move forwards. And uh, you yeah. know it was it was not a good time. And uh, uh, we ended up just phoning. Uh, the owners Naturbeton which is the property developer yeah the uh, the owned and has been doing everything yeah we redid re yeah. the whole area then, yeah. yeah so we phoned them up and we said can we rent it and um, they said no <laughs> we're like oh and I said can we buy it yeah <laughs> I, was, I was like okay <laughs> so I remember the conversation <laughs> there and I was like okay yeah and I was like, we got into like what well, uh, well how much do you want yeah. uh, and, and then it was like well who are you yeah. <laughs> and so like we yeah and we started a conversation from there yeah 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 and they uh, and it was a lot of work I mean uh, for them uh, they wouldn't uh, sell the building to us unless we could m manage to present a financial package that would actually show we could do it yeah because you know you've seen on the backside there's like what, 74 apartments that have yeah. been built uh, they're like you know I, I don't know what the starting price is but you know it's it's a lot of it, money yeah. and they didn't want to have a a, a shitty run down no no factory. they want something they wanted yeah. it needed to look good and mm. it was important for them that uh, we we were serious about what we were doing and we mm. could actually complete they could what show doing. what you've been doing yeah yeah could, mm. so I mean so we had to uh, very quickly like in the space of about two months put a package together uh, yeah. documented uh, all the paperwork that could show that you know with like architect drawings engineer drawings uh, yeah. uh, money like yeah. all on the table uh, before they were considering it yeah mm. but you did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's I mean it's not supposed to be easy and it's uh, and uh, but it's really amazing because I mean you, you seem to have like this relentless push this relentless kind of joy of doing this you know against all odds against you know against all sensible uh, 
Uh, yeah, but it's not. I mean, you, you got to remember, like you know, we started talking at the beginning, and um, you know, and uh, a lot of this has become a kind of like one-sided conversation about m- me and what I think a fellow socialist is, uh-huh. and uh, and what I do to make fellow socialist work. And yeah. but you know, there's a bunch of other people here, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it's and and there's um, there's a lot of different stories. Yeah. So uh, yeah, okay. So I sit and I do. I do my bit. Yeah. Um, I go and talk to people. I uh, I try and find the the money, and yeah. uh, and we got some amazing uh, people that have uh, helped us uh, with getting that together. But at the same time, none of it works without everyone else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, of course, no, you no, know, no. like uh, yeah. Lynn, Hans Christian, yeah. Lars, yeah. Jens, yeah. Sondra. There's uh, and then we got Gaia, Ilke. Lars uh, Schempel and yeah. then, you know this like so, so yeah, it's plus um, the whole list of users of the people kind of supporting the space and, mm. yeah what mm. was it 1200 projects yeah. uh, so far with um, based in in here. this place yeah. yeah you know so that's not from before from the sprinting and no 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 yeah. 1200 yeah. in a you know we don't have a daylight we don't have uh, running water we yeah. don't have uh, uh, we don't have electricity yeah. we're missing a wall the, yeah. uh, it's not really a roof it's uh, I mean, there's no it, heating yeah. and uh, one 1200 projects yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty, like, pretty so insane. like all of those people you know all of that like you know people have had to trust us especially yeah. in the beginning it was yeah. like well who the hell are you and uh, why should I be okay uh, you know yeah. so uh, no but I see it uh, um yeah, um, I see it through the the academy or through Kio as well, right? We get fantastic f- facilities, and all these students get kind of used to using these facilities, and then they come out in the world, and they have to start doing it with a handsaw. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, um, yeah, it was, one, it was one of our first arguments about why we should uh, yeah, so have uh, Fellas Vax. It was because exactly this. Yeah. So I've been a promoter of, of Fellas Vax from day one, yeah. you know, as much as I could, because actually because of that, because. Yeah, I've been in a situation where I had to build up a workshop myself, and how long that took, and 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 you know most people give up before they even try because you know it, yeah it's too much effort. But yeah, what you say to kind of take away that kind of threshold, and actually have this opportunity where okay, yeah, you learn how to use these machines. You kind of uh, uh, you have at least some kind of knowledge of this, and that kind of can explode your your ideas here. You know, mm. afterwards when you come out in the real world and. But also by putting things together, it means like we get to have like some kick-ass equipment, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, instead of like being a single artist in your studio with your workshop and going out and buying, a, you know, we've all done it, like go mm-hmm. to Bealtemmer and uh, get some tools or uh, Klaus Olsen and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, like... Uh, they work for half a year and then... You and then they throw them yeah. in the bin because they're mm-hmm. awesome. So it's like, so, in, mm-hmm. so like in t- an uh, ecological point of view here about, you know, stop throwing away all this, mm-hmm. you know, because that's basically... Mm-hmm. You know, they just throw away tools most of the time. Yeah. And it's a horrendous waste of uh, resources. Yeah. And at the same time, like, you know, okay, so, some of those tools are, like, actually pretty good. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, by collecting the resources together, we can actually say, okay, we don't have, like, uh, that. We can, let's... Let's get. Let's there. go and buy an Altendorf. Mm. That's what people want. That's the... That's the well, that's, that's also all. that's also the machine that... that can, the way I always see with workshops... Uh, it's mostly about logistics and workflow, yeah. right? Kind of how do you get in and out of the workshop with your stuff and get through fluently uh, without too many hiccups? Mm. You know? And and good tools 
And the, good tools don't mean they have to be expensive. You know, good no. tools mean they do the job the most efficient way with the least amount of trouble yeah. in the time you have, right? And but we also need like kit because like you know a, a huge. <laughs> yeah a huge part is like you know keeping the machines running here mm. you know like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's not you know like they need to work yeah um, we we want them to work perfectly so you come here and it's and you know that that saw is just zinging yeah. you know it's a joy to use yeah so keeping the equipment running is important and yeah. and that also means that you know when we make choices we generally we have to take that into consideration and uh, you know, build quality uh, yeah. is really important because we can't have these machines breaking down on us and and then the health and safety aspects is of mm. they need our to be operations uh, to be, yeah. you know it's yeah. a we've got a thousand ways you can yeah. seriously hurt yourself yeah. and, uh, and and it's easier to implement good routines and uh, and make safe working practices when uh, with a, a certain caliber of equipment absolutely yeah. and there's you know the we, we take it now we take it extremely seriously yeah. the part of the work we've been doing with Cytoscarter has also been like really taking the health and safety aspects of what we do and no, no more cowboy shit that's also the brilliant part if you start from scratch you can really you know if you especially so the good thing is also you run you run cowboy I don't think you ran cowboy here but you you started out as cowboy and you kind of like the way how I've been following you you know you've been developing really focusing on how do we make these systems as fluidly bottle how do we kind of communicate safety as quick and efficiently as possible and yeah and uh, and and take all that knowledge and uh, uh, bring it into a new space where you actually have some control over how to organize yeah. is is yeah worth we just gold. made this like simple decision like uh, last uh, year okay let's just have a draw of like safety glasses there mm -hmm. And it's just a free take safety glasses. Mm. We, you know, okay, yeah, they uh, disappear. People forget to take them out of their pockets. They get smashed. But they cost twenty crowns or yeah, fifty crowns or whatever they cost. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, there's or you know, it doesn't matter. Like, mm. there's no excuses. It's like mm. we have safety glasses everywhere. Mm. You know, like it, it's almost impossible to use a piece of equipment without there being safety glasses. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, that that's been a, a massive. We we have been. I don't know. We haven't been really lucky. We've had focus but there's only been one person that's hurt themselves here yeah. and that was a second degree burn yeah. uh, welding wind with welding yeah. yeah which is not a bad burn either and it was a very small one and yeah. it was but nonetheless yeah. but nonetheless and like um, uh, but again we talked to uh, Kulturvac in Berlin about this in the beginning about like what's mm. their accident record and so forth and, mm. uh, and then I, I think at that time they've been running for 37 years and uh, oh, their accident record was uh, uh there was a guy who had a heart attack. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and the, and uh, and we were, so we were like, oh Jesus, how? And mm. it's like, no, it's it's about the people. You yeah. know, we we yeah. we have a zero. Uh, that's why, like, we are here. You know, why we're in the workshop is, uh, you know, we will teach you how to use that machine. You yeah. don't come in. The package here is not. Uh, about at just access to the machines it's no. about access to us at the same time so yeah. we can uh, help you with the logistics ordering of materials yeah. uh, how to make stuff and but then we can teach you about the machines uh, yeah. I have no problem like telling going like 
10 times a day with 10 different people uh, going mm. through my routine of uh, safe working practices, practice for the mm -hmm. uh, Altendorf or the yeah. and often, or the often or the like the way I, I've been running a safety course for five, six years now at, at Kyo and and my experience with that is is uh, uh, you know if you focus more because you know all the information you give they forget again but what what they're left with is kind of this this feeling of confidence oh yeah it is possible maybe i don't remember what he said but i, I know he said something about this and then you can hmm. you know trace back your yeah, steps but we, we don't do or, courses like yeah. we have a and that's based on experience because of exactly what you said what happens with courses is you end up it, it becomes too general mm. and you start and you and uh, and people forget what they're doing so we have like so Kio I think you have what certification courses before you get to use certain access uh, access yeah. to certain areas or use certain machines yeah. here we don't do it yeah. here we have a policy that um, we'll teach you exactly what you need to do to be able to do exactly what, what you, you want, want to yeah. do and nothing more yeah so that, uh, and we're and we'll do that as much as you want to do yeah but there's no courses in terms of how you're using the machine i'd uh, i'd rather use i it's one-to-one -one, so we sit down and uh, we, and we, I'll i i'm a, i'm a big believer in that system because i i think uh, um even though you know for whatever reasons these safety courses are there and they have their function they do work in in, in certain ways absolutely and and because they you know these are people starting out you know these are students they some you know they just what they need in the first place just see oh wow no the possibilities in these machines I, you know, right the, the pros are the worst uh, yeah. people like you are the worst people that come into workshops yeah, in yeah. terms of access, the amount of like bad working <laughs> yeah as, oh, you know like geez. the things like all the mistakes you've been getting away with with all these years and you yeah. kind of yeah so we had uh, uh, I think it's actually uh, the beginners the first youth that they're, they're much easier to work but this with. is also a point i wanted to come to you know because i give it like you have to go through this safety course with me and what i tell you yeah, but i know all this i said it's not about that it's about that you know kind of how it works in this workshop yeah and exactly. how the logistics yeah. work where the things are kind of how how you know, i like like it to be so there so you create a certain kind of atmosphere yeah, yeah you like create a certain kind of work ethic and, yeah, yeah yeah sure sure you know, but this has also been killing us with the new space as well, because mm. obviously, like we go from uh, this workshop to like something that's above ground mm. and legally very different. Mm. So, and that's been a that's been hard. Mm. I mean, we used the uh, you know Arbeist Lucina. Yeah, you know, like uh, before we could even get our uh, building plans approved, we had to get uh, our processes approved. Proved, yeah. You know what is it going to be and how are you going to do that what's your control system for this how does this document what do you do in case of this this yeah. this every single yeah. so we, we spent almost a year going through documenting and uh, writing uh, on designing the, the proper process proper process yeah. stuff wow. and then the costs are also like chat you know like we move from a space with it's not a building is it, it no uh, it's it's a shed a it's really a, really large shed a really yeah. large shed yeah. yeah and then you know and then, okay yeah we and and this is one of the reasons why we also closed down because yeah. 
it starts to get irresponsible to yeah. do the kind of stuff we do in a building like this. Yeah. So like that, that's been one of the focuses on the new spaces. Yeah, you know, we do really need fire systems. Mm. Uh, we do actually need ventilation systems. Mm. And uh, um, heating's really actually quite I mean, good. There's a ventilation system. It's a hole in the roof, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, so no, actually, like uh, yeah, the yeah. especially on the or the in the woodworking, those are all like uh, they're all run on the return filters, so they're actually yeah. pretty good. I think it's yeah. not point not 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 one micron uh, return. Yeah. So they're uh, they're really nice. Yeah. But yeah, that's not, so I mean that's one of the transitions, and that's part of the reasons yeah. why uh, Cyrus Gardens cost a lot of money is that yeah, there's there, yeah, it's a different ball game. Yeah, so uh, yeah, like almost two thirds of it is to do with the building and, mm. and, and making mm. a safe building for uh, everyone to come and use yeah you know yeah and that I mean you know to start out that's a, it's easy you know it, I know it's hard enough to kind of create your own working environment which is safe and, and usable and all that stuff yeah, but yeah. if you you know with this openness comes like a whole different uh, can of worms yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, you know it's good that you have to do it beforehand because I, I always believe, you know, I, I've noticed it when I move my studio, right? Mm. If you think, okay, you're moving all your shit and then oh, in the new studio, I'll set up a new system. Mm. It never works because you bring your shit with it and then you don't have time to do the system. So you basically, so what you, the, the, the strategy I use now, I kind of improve my system before I move and then I move that system over. And so with each move, yeah. I so and then I tweak the system. Yeah, it's know, iterative like, uh, development, right? Yeah, this is like one of those things you learn like really, yeah, <laughs> really early. It's like uh, okay, you 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 just do it. Yeah, and but then you gotta analyze it, and you gotta like you look okay. at like how well does this work, and yeah, yeah. And, and then you gotta be willing to then change it again. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why we, you know the the name of the screen printing studio. It's automaton. It's uh, yeah. based on a automat, like the the very first simple robots. Yeah, it's a concept we wanted to build in right from day one. Not the the idea that you can press play, yeah, pause and stop. That you're not afraid to do that. Yeah. and not not afraid to like go uh, like get locked into that uh, where where you just keep running in exactly the same way yeah. and, and there's you can't not move. a problem yeah. which is this process which has been very frustrating for us and uh, for a lot of people that were closed mm. but it, it, it just came to a simple point whereby and I've talked a little bit about it it became irresponsible to carry mm. on doing what mm. we were doing in this building and we needed to change our systems around and we needed mm. to like do new stuff and we needed to secure the future yeah. you know this this working here is only going one way it's yeah. just going to crash and burn yeah, yeah there's no and you know and so we wanted to we really wanted to make it survive and 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 go forwards and we came to the point where it was just yeah, simply just had to it's yeah. Like, and that also frees you up to kind of really focus on these new processes, on the new building, on the, you know, because that's going to be huge. Yeah, I mean, the, C, yeah. the CE certification of the shop bots, mm. you know, that's like a massive piece of work that we've been investing mm. in now. Like, how do we, you know, because one of the reasons they're super cheap is, uh, well, m- they're completely open and if you mm. wanted to put your head in the CNC machine and yeah, CNC you, machine, your, you just you, you just go <laughs> you out just and round your head <laughs> yeah I think there's like a, oh. there's been you know there's not been that many accidents with them well, none here at all yeah. but uh, in other places there's been there's some pretty serious accidents yeah. and they're like okay well let's take it seriously how do we you know so like now we're gonna 
<laughs> well, you, well, you know, Jens. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the process of CE certifying those machines. So yeah. like Ripta, everything is getting rebuilt. Yeah. Uh, the whole control system for the machines is getting swapped out, yeah. and uh, and it's now getting implemented with, you know, uh, so yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. And the, that's like a whole open source project in itself about like uh, documenting how this is done and actually getting the certification on those machines so yeah. that they can actually be used in the kind of environments that we use them in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that that's what by being closed uh, enables us to do. To do, yeah, because yeah. you, you, you don't have a chance if you run, you run. You know, yeah, and like uh, you know, we we've not you know like. Uh, We've got a lot of used equipment here. You know, it's been the yeah. only way to make things work. We can't yeah. just go out and buy like stuff. It's like we have to be smart. The stuff that gets donated yeah. and uh, and uh, the stuff that we buy secondhand, which yeah. is a plug if anyone hears stuff. And we're we're always looking for, for equipment. Yeah. <laughs> for equipment. Yeah. Um, um, and, uh, but going over all that stuff now, stripping yeah. those like used machines down, like putting them back together, servicing them, yeah. buying all the spare parts, and. And making pretty hard decisions about okay, well, it's impossible for that. Okay, it's a really nice machine, but, but it's not worth the that. Forcing. Like say that a uh, router, we yeah, 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 it's yeah. not happening. Yeah, that's not. We can't get that to be safe. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's it, it's a great machine. We've uh, you know when we talk about bridge building machines, that yeah. uh, when we changed it over to being a table router, yeah. it's been one of the most fantastic just bridge, to, bridging machines between CNC and the wood yeah, workshop. just to get the the, the, the tabs off to get yes. you know, round over pieces. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the best way of doing yeah. it. But you know that machine has to go. Yeah, and uh, you remember that amazing bandsaw? Yeah, the, oh. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a death trap. It's, <laughs> it's not. I mean, it, it was amazing sort, and we haven't. Uh, that one has actually gone over to a a, a, a friend of ours. He's got a wood workshop, yeah. and it's been uh, loaned. Yeah, so it's yeah. on, on loan. Yeah, yeah, because we just. I love. You couldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, no it's yeah. A, oh, it's the, the most amazing bandsaw. But you know, it doesn't have an electric stop on the motor. So yeah. if you hit the emergency stop, it doesn't stop. Yeah, that it will just cut you into kind of so, traumatic. Yes. So that's not that's not going to happen. No, no that's no. not happening. So that <laughs> has to go. And um, uh, so it's been a, but it gives us the opportunity to go through and evaluate like the equipment, yeah. uh, repair the equipment, yeah. and then say, okay, you know what, well, yeah. that one's got to go. That, that's the thing, you know, if you if you bring them with and you don't, as I said, if you haven't taken care of everything before you move, you're going to bring it with you, and then so and the costs of that. I don't just mean money cost, but just the kind of the energy, like a machine that just, you know, what we talked about earlier, which which doesn't work optimal, where you all have like this small thing you need to do to make it, keep it running, to make it work. That energy kind of, yeah. that over time is tremendous. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's uh, true. Mm. Yeah, so it's, uh, that's why it's important to stop mm. right now yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and uh, concentrate on... Um, uh, you know, uh, on the future and making yeah. long-term plans now not but, just but if anybody you know I'll put the pictures of the new space uh, space in the podcast because uh, uh, if anybody looks at that they understand you know that's I mean it's insane uh, yeah. to have both open yeah, uh, to, we, to build and have this open yeah. I mean that's but it's not I mean it's an insane project mm. I mean it, uh, um, but I think it's extremely important to go it, and do it as yeah. well Um we talk a lot about uh, you know ambition. You know yeah. we say that people when people come in here, 
and uh, with the you know like be ambitious yeah and uh, and I think and and it's because that's how you make great stuff yeah. you know don't don't Thanks. think that you you know and so it, and it's also important for us as well is the, is we are ambitious about we want it to be amazing mm-hmm. and that's also to do with the building as well mm-hmm. and, and and then it was in, we couldn't manage to find a uh, another strategy to be able to do it either you know this is about running costs and so forth and mm. and, uh, and and we work really hard for uh, to put a model together that uh, works with the kind of funding systems that are available in Norway yeah you know we, we've talked about it before about it it's it's easier to attract one-time support than it is in terms of attracting yeah. long-time support yeah. because it's less of a financial uh, commitment. Yeah. You know, it's a, it, it's a massive commitment for Norsk Kultur to come in and uh, give us a driftstilskud. Yeah. Uh, you know, because that's a commitment that in yeah. effect is a minimum of three years. Yeah. And that means that, but and three years are over like this. Yeah. yeah, but for them it means you know like yeah. it's it's a commitment. Yeah. You need to be able to, but like to give a, a grant away or a gift, you know that's it, it, that just happens in one financial year and then yeah. it's gone. Yeah, it's much easier uh, for private organisations or uh, or um, uh, what's the f- public organisations to be able to do. Uh, yeah, and so then we were trying to find out a way to turn that kind of one-time support into long-term support mm-hmm. because you're never allowed to use that money to pay wages and uh, yeah. running costs it's yeah. got to be invested in something so then it's about investment how do we invest that money to reduce our running costs yeah you know so instead of like uh, you know we need an amazing facility if we if we'd have tried to go and rent that space with all the stuff it's not you'd happening. be run for one years and then you had to give up because whatever yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a two and a half thousand uh, chrono square meter yeah, yeah. easy more uh, with all the tech and stuff that goes yeah. into it as well and uh, and uh, so we would never be able to have rented that kind of uh, facility so then it was so then what we worked hard on was this a model whereby we could go hard in on the investment in the big beginning yeah which would then reduce the long-term costs of the building yeah. and that's about the amount of loan that yeah. we take up yeah like if we can attract as much as possible uh investment in the beginning, beginning then that, that means, means we need to borrow less money yeah and uh, that means that our running cost costs over time going are going to be yeah, less, absolutely. which means our prices for people to use things are going yeah. to be less. Because yeah. uh, that's the point. It's the same trick is that, you know, sometimes it's cheaper to have a new car than an old car. You know? Yeah. Because an old car you have to maintain, you kind of you know it runs more less in, uh, efficient. I mean, there's there's a I balance. Mean, it's not. I mean, it's, it's different. I mean, I'm talking literally like we're living in uh, Oslo in Norway. It's super mm. expensive mm. to get space, and uh, mm. this was a strategy to be able to reduce the costs mm. of that space. And you know, like when we're talking about this, then I, you know, like and uh, I, I not only have to, but like like you know, I like want to talk about like the people that have supported us. You know, yeah. like fun. I mean. This is not possible without Norsk Kultur, the, the no. Arts Council of Norway. This is not possible without the uh, local, the Oslo municipality. Mm. This is not possible without Sparbank, Stiftelsen, mm. and, uh, you know, and then, and then everyone else, Kulturminnefonde, mm. Bjorn Tikkaran, uh, who've helped to make this uh, possible. Yeah. And yeah, to, to, to move ahead with such an ambitious program, you have to have these partners. It's been, uh, yeah. it's been amazing. Yeah. The, the levels of trust that they've given us to do this project, uh, yeah. you know, like, 
Yeah, that's uh, I, goosebumpy. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is, and I, you know, you know, especially when people come from abroad, and they like, you know, it's a very special situation uh, yeah. being in Norway uh, to yeah. be able to to be able to do something like this, and, and yeah. the levels of communication that you can achieve with uh, the public bodies and the financing bodies, and you go and talk to them, and and, mm. and find out about, and and we've been. Uh, I don't think we've been lucky. I think we've no, you worked, worked, you worked really, very, very really hard, hard for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you 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 created an opportunity where luck, you know, could be a effective factor. But yeah. you know, that's a different thing than being lucky. Yeah, and I so I, uh, that's nice. But but also, um, I wanted to ask you a bit, kind of about about investing, right? Because. Uh, and there's a lot of public funding. There's uh, you know style bio banks, definitely a bit more commercial funding. They're but private, yeah. They're private funding, yeah. So so how can is there a possibility for people to invest in here? You know, other than if they come work, or is there like a model for for uh, yeah. uh, somebody has a million been, like around and yeah, says, yeah, hey. absolutely, please, right now, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you know, we, one of the things with Sardis got is, uh, you know, we had to start the project without being fully financed. There mm-hmm. was just no choice, especially because of the contract that we had to buy it. It had to be finished. We had yeah. to get on with it. Yeah. It was a one once in a lifetime yeah, opportunity you have to, to go. be able to do that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, it has to go now. Yeah. So, we, you know, we, we went in in that project, and uh, which is... Yeah, no, it's a, it's a thirty million kroner project, yeah. and when we started it, we had ten, yeah. and that, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah. but that's not like that's not so you know. That's still not thirty. Oh. No, mm. we're doing much better, but, but it's not fully financed. You know, we I talked to you earlier. Like mm. we have to still, you know, we we need to do this mezzanine, and uh, we yeah. need the space. Yeah, and it, and again, it's like. <laughs> We, we can officially do it in the future, but it's going to cost us way more money to, to do, do it in, in another future, round. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, we, you know, we push it. And, you know, and then obviously, like working with an old building that comes uh, under There's so many surprises, costs. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. So, it's a constant battle to try and, like, get to where mm. it's going to be. Mm. But, uh, so, yeah, you know, like, uh, um, yeah, we. We, we do need to try and find a way to yeah. attract the extra money um, but we can complete the project yeah we have we what have, you have now? We, yeah. we have we've tried to be as smart as possible so we have a a b c d plan yeah and uh, and we're getting there yeah 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 but uh the, the problem with the especially with uh, private money is that um can't have shares in fellas like that. Yeah. You can't expect a return on that investment. Yeah. Uh, that's not how it works. Uh, this w- you so can't would, get money would, out. No. It's a, but know, it would be non- a gift. A gift situation. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah. A, without any strings. Yeah. We're yeah. not. We're not interested in changing the concept because you want to come in with any money. We're not. Uh, you. You. There's no. What's it called? A uh, utbitte. Uh, like any money that it comes into fellas like said it goes remains into, in yeah. fellas like But Sada. but let's say your company wants to say, hey, good, we have hundred thousand in cash lying around, which which we want to donate. Um, yeah, do they get their name on the website or as a, as one of the sponsors? Yeah, and, sure. And I mean, that, that's a, uh, obviously something that uh, we're looking into, and there's like a couple of companies that are really interesting in terms of that. Yeah. That have got either direct relationships to uh, the building itself, or in terms of the kind of production we need to do. Uh, it's it, uh, and that's one of my big jobs I need to do next year yeah. is to really look hard at that. I mean, we talked, you know, we don't. We have to take what we've got 
society has got there. Yeah. You know, we don't have like millions and millions of kronos that we can invest in uh, new machines. I don't think we should do that either. No. Uh, but you no, know, what we talked earlier when we were in this space is kind of this gradual where you yeah. this gradual upgrade over the years where you just improve, 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 and suddenly you're and uh, I think that is a very smart strategy because but we want to do metalworking you mm -hmm. know like we've been really wanting to do metalworking for years mm -hmm. but we haven't been able to make that investment you know we, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so and there's, and there's other painting techniques especially like we really want to make sure we can start doing more of that and yeah uh, but so we've made sure that like Cyrus God is designed in a fashion whereby over time you can do allocate space. in that building. Yeah. But you know, I, I, that's my key one. I, I want to get metalworking installed mm. uh, by the time we uh, we open. Yeah. But we don't have a way of doing it right now. So we that's so, maybe so this, one of the this could also be a, a call out to businesses who are you know like a metal business who's <laughs> upgrading their 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 shop to donate uh, yeah, uh, but that's been the problem as well with that it's like we have to make that transition from like donated second hand equipment that's dangerous to use to yeah. like okay now we do actually we get a yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm just as I said that's why I'm asking yeah. you know because uh, uh, also to I mean to formulate is, is half the battle often right yeah and, uh, um, yeah but then also uh, uh, yeah, so do you have a big donate button on the website, for example? How how big is, you know, how big Fellasworks isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like a tiny team, yeah. you know. Uh, and you can, you know, we run the building project. You know, we don't have a, like a... Um, a big uh, a building company that's doing this you saw what happens in yeah, the office yeah. earlier on yeah, it's yeah. like you know this is officially called a, a big head of student enterprise yeah. uh, whereby we go in and engage all of the individual contractors to yeah. do the work and there's a very specific reasons for that because we need a very specific result yeah it's not something so it has to be on top 24 7 24 7 mm -hmm. yeah we can't just deliver it to an architect and say yes we'd like this please yeah and we'll uh, come back in a come, month come, see you later yeah. and because it yeah. just doesn't work no. you know we want a very specific result that's based around all of our experiences here and mm -hmm. what works what doesn't work all the experiences of mm -hmm. being at Kiel and actually going and studying how Kiel works or the opera or like mm -hmm. all these different workshops you know we, yeah. we're very specific about how we want things to be mm. and that gives us obviously that increased uh, control of exactly what that result is mm. at the same time it means we can cut the costs which will get reduced by about 10 to 15 percent because we don't have that extra mm. uh, Porsche like uh, yeah. that comes in the way yeah uh, so that we can get more for the money and I think that's really important especially for well, you more given us all the money yeah. I think it, we have a we have a massive responsibility to use that money in a, a, the most effective way as possible and yeah that's so, but that means we do it, you know, that, and, uh, and that's a massive job, Yeah. you know, the, and uh, that's our focus, which means like, yeah, we've, uh, I think it's bad, we haven't managed to communicate as much as we'd like to people in terms of like what's going on with fellas folks, so it, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's but why it, we're running it, behind on the sponsoring and stuff, because yeah, like, that's also why I wanted to do this one, because yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I have this channel where I can, 
put yeah. this long format out where there's a lot of information available, yeah, where yeah. we can make a lot of information yeah. available. That's why I also ask these questions like, hey, because, uh, um, yeah, because yeah, maybe somebody is out there who was able to help and just wants yeah. to contribute and say, okay, let's set something up for you guys. Or yeah, we, we, I mean, we've had a lot of people who really want to come, you know, like individual people who want to come mm. and help us with the stuff as well as like, you know, free, but legal reasons. Yeah, uh, you know, we're working reasons. on like yeah. everyone at Fellowstock has got, now Now we're basically a registered building company. Mm. Uh, everyone's got their <laughs> green cards because yeah. uh, so, like you can't go on a building site. I mean, uh, okay, yeah, I took you around, you were a visitor, so I'm allowed to do it, but yeah. you can't go there. Yeah. Like it's a uh, lockdown, you know, we have to... Yeah, there's like a gate where you go through, etc., etc. So yeah, you're not allowed yeah. on that mm. building site unless mm. you've got a green card, mm. and uh, and so like you know we've been having to do that. Yeah, and uh, so and I, but I think it's important. You you know it's part of that what I was saying about like how important it is sometimes to press, you know, be willing to press pause and press stop, and, mm -hmm. and you know we we had we've had to make uh, prior, prioritize uh, certain yeah. things. It, it it's not that you. You know, you want to be able to do everything, but you know, as time's gone by, we know it's not possible, and we've got to concentrate on the on the on the big idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and that's about how do we make this space sustainable over a long period of time. You know, we're not talking just to survive the first year, second year, or five year plan. This mm. is you know, like when we this work here, we're talking. Okay, what? How is it in twenty years? How yeah. does that work? What does that? And then, otherwise, it's it's not. It's, it's not doing what we're supposed to do and not not you know like the amount of energy and the amount of commitment you put into there you know uh it would go to waste otherwise yeah, you know sure. and and yeah, that would be a bit it no, wouldn't go to waste as such but it would be yeah it would be a no. pity yeah? no but philosophy is supposed to be a foundation mm -hmm. no we're, we're not important mm -hmm. like it, it, it's we want people to be able to rely on us mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah, like we we are, you we exist so you can come and stand on us. Yeah, you're like that. That's what we're here for. And uh, if you want to be able to do that, that and that means we need to be stable. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. uh, we don't need to be high profile. We don't need to be cool. Uh, no. We don't need to be fancy. We need to be solid. Yeah, and uh, and that's what this process has been yeah. about. Now it's like oh, okay, let let's try and be solid. Yeah. No, but it's been super interesting just to follow it because I, you know, I, I, I think every half year or something I, I talk intensively with one of you guys, yeah. and so I see kind of how kind of structurally, and each time there's some, you know, every time when I talk to you guys, one of you guys is like, there's some excitement. Like uh, I was talking to Hans, where where you guys were scraping off the the, the mm -hmm. pigeon shit, <laughs> you know, and had these wide uh, wide boxes on, and, and you know just. It becomes that's a, a metaphor example, right? for... But that's why yeah. I wanted to do this as well, is be heavily engaged. And there's like mm. lots of interesting things with that one. Mm. Like one is like uh, um, when, we f when we finally got access to this uh, part of the tower, yeah. uh, the roof had collapsed and we knew that. And it uh, it's had pigeons in it for 40 years. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, there was about, uh, about 75 centimeters of bird shit uh, yeah. on the floor, which we're kind of used to as well. Yeah. But, uh, and then... And we couldn't find uh, our guy. Like the, we got a bunch of different kinds of uh, entrepreneurs that we yeah. work with on the on the building site, and uh, none of them wanted to go near it. No. And then it was like, uh, okay, we have to get a separate company in to come and do this. And then that's that waiting time was going to yeah. push other bits of the project behind. No, we just and have then to, it was like, okay, like let's, let's do it. Let's just get yeah. it done. Yeah. 
And uh, but then like, it was interesting because then we're like, okay, you know what? Uh, what the, you know, Ertegott has pitching issues as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of experience, and it's uh, and, and we stopped taking. Uh, I I don't do that stuff anymore. Just no. like got you know, I, I have a family now. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm not breathing in. Mm. I'm not doing that but it was great because then we were like okay well you know this has actually been a problem for us as well like in mm-hmm. the workshop with all these different kinds of processes and stuff okay mm-hmm. let's look at uh, protective equipment and suits and yeah. air supply systems and yeah. uh, let's go and do this manually but let's do it right and so yeah. Yeah, then we go out and we do research in terms of this yeah, it becomes like a mini pilot project almost yeah right? exactly mm-hmm. so now we and uh, because and it was going to cost lots of money for the building to do yeah. it then we could invest instead in new equipment for side with Scarter because yeah. we bought these like amazing suits yeah. where we're basically you, you work in a completely sealed environment yeah. they're actually pressurized so they create positive pressure in the suit which yeah. actually has a cooling function so you're working hard and you don't kind of get overheated you don't get sweating and then Hans Christian and I like worked in there for well, a couple of well. days I think yeah yeah three days yeah. Uh, four and a half tons of uh, bird poop yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I think because you attack it like that it became you know it became like a positive story you know instead of like yeah we, if you would have done it the old ways where you just you know knee deep in, yeah, yeah 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 it would have drained you from energy well now you kind of use it to kind of explore these new kind of protective ways and and yeah. uh, invest already in in the building yeah you know, like in in the processes after the building you know, it becomes like a positive story which actually gives you energy and i think uh yeah. yeah. So every time I meet you, there's something like that yeah. happening. That's yeah? it. I just remember yeah. what, three three M's uh, Jupiter series. Oh, that's just <laughs> awesome. <laughs> just awesome. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, but that's I mean, uh, and that's also a thing uh, I've been learning over the years. Like, okay, you know, these steps, if you do them right, the whole process becomes so much more enjoyable. You know? yeah. And and uh, uh, one thing I realized, you know, a couple of years ago, yeah, shit, I'm in this for the long haul. You know. Mm. Because when I started out, I still had this mentality: okay, you, you do this, and you don't think forwards or backwards. You just kind of try to figure out how it all works. But after you've kind of figured out a lot of it, you kind of understand: oh yeah, I have to do this for another thirty years. Hmm. How am gonna? How am I going to maintain this? You know. Without, without kind of burning out, without kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like it's, you know, I'm well aware of like the stuff I've done, like uh, <laughs> in with art and fellas folks that are, I know I'm not going to live as long as I, <laughs> I, well, I, I, I I've definitely lost some years. But, but you also added some just by, by sheer positive joy and living your dream you know that that shouldn't be underestimated you know cause I, like i decided when i was third, like well it's uh, in, in my on my dad's side of the family like my dad's the oldest uh, uh surviving uh, male uh, male in the family yeah before him no one had lived beyond 40 oh wow so like uh i think it's like seven eight generations or something and not everyone would die before they were 40 so it's like and i grew up with this like wow. okay uh okay uh <laughs> so like it's likely my dad will be dead and uh and it's likely that uh so i got to 30 and i was like jesus okay i've got 10 years mm-hmm. i was sitting always yeah, and I know what you mean. I'm it's, telling it's, the story in a very particular way as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, no, it's always, always been a concern. It's like, and it's also to do with like a lot of stuff, you know, like uh, a lot of like half, like doing projects, but not really like finishing them, not yeah. really like pushing them as hard as they could. And I, you yeah. know, I turned 30 and I went, you know what? 
and that that was when we actually you know that was when we just that was just at the end of automaton so that was yeah. like a big deal it's like yeah. okay you know what let's just let's let's actually do let's this. do it right Let, now, let's yeah. let's do yeah. it all the way not yeah. like uh let's not pussy out on this yeah. but yeah but, but you actually answer a question i meant to ask earlier you know what what was this what is this switch or this motivation that makes you kind of realize your dreams instead of just kind of you know it's different realizing. for everyone isn't yeah. it no you but know, yeah. in you specifically and that kind of yeah, basically answers like, the question yeah that's yeah. very yeah 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 because yeah. i think you know to be able to do like such a monumental project as you guys are doing here you need to have a specific drive you know you don't you don't have a normal drive you, know, you have to no uh, you know but you know it's a type i mean it's been hard in our families as well mm. you know they like the support we, we've uh yeah people forget that but they yeah you know like tonya yeah she, yeah yeah jeez uh, yeah. it's not possible i mean it's it's, it's super corny but yeah. i mean seriously the, without mm. nah and, you know but now now we're getting more and more aware of like okay you know and, you know my henry was born the first year we got money from North Yeah, six years ago. Yeah, so he's grown up with this. Yeah. You know, he's grown up with yeah. this workshop yeah. uh, and uh, all of the stuff. You know, all the late nights, all of yeah. the problems, and that, you know, that's been his life. And yeah. you know, it's also like, you know, we we also want to make that change. You know, we talked about sustainability. Yeah. It's also sustainability for us. You know, we can't carry on. Doing fellas works in the way we've been no. doing fellas works because we're going to and, and you wouldn't kill want ourselves. to yeah because no. that's uh, you know, then just things fall apart again right? yeah we want yeah. to carry on with you know we want to be just as ambitious we want to do mm-hmm. just as crazy stuff but like you know like say like but you don't have to kill yourself in no the I, like no. I, I I do actually want to start using masks and stuff mm-hmm. when I do stuff you know my knees are dead from mm-hmm. years of working on concrete mm-hmm. you know without any knee protection I'm like matched yeah. you know our back doesn't work I've got yeah. muscles that are like yeah. in the wrong you know it's like yeah. Uh, yeah. so uh, so you know it's mm. no but it's all yeah I, I you know that's the almost the uh, well it sounds a bit the spiritual side of it you know because if you do a project like this right and want to make it sustainable you have to make it sustainable on all levels right yeah, yeah. so that that also uh, and you know yeah, it's a big pain in the ass, all these health and safety rules we have in Norway, but they're here for a reason, you know, they're here to protect, you know, the the people, you know, that they're not, yeah. you know, work, work themselves through to that. Because we're, we are, especially we creative people, we're, we're very bad at kind of, you know, breaking when we should, you know, we just, yeah. you know, we're in the flow and we go, we go, we go till we can't go anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so we, yeah. So, but you know, it's going to go, how do you, you know, but you don't want to lose that spirit and the energy, yeah. you know, I don't want to, you know, f- we're, we're a family here, you know, yeah. and that's, I think, uh, one of the most important things is, you know, we, we do it in a very specific way, yeah. you know, and I, you know, we're uh, Lynn and Lars and Jens and, you know, we have, we have a, con- we have a special relationship, you know, really. Yeah. And uh, and it's important to look, like find ways to you know that we can yeah we can be professional, we can be serious, we can uh, change and be but how do we like maintain the the mm. values that mm. we think are important mm. as well you know and, and that's that, in the uh, end that's 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 almost all you have you know these values because yeah, they cause we want yeah. people to come in and we want mm. it to you, you know need to be. We, we want people to relax. Mm-hmm. We want it to be a great place to be. We mm-hmm. want it to be friendly. We want you know, like like 
you know, the, these ideals are super mm. important. We mm. can't be yeah. dry. We can't be cold. We can't. That no, it doesn't work. No, like no, and especially also uh, because you're in this environment twenty four seven. Also for yourself to have a place where you actually want to be. Because if you can't do this on strength alone, you know, no, 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 you cannot. You know, and, uh, uh, no, it's. Uh, Yeah. No, I admire you guys very, very much, and I'm a, oh, I'm a huge, yeah. huge supporter of you guys. No, I mean it. I mean it. You know, oh, and it's, uh, it's. You, you know, know, we get a lot out of it. You know, I thought you know, with those bunch of motivations, but you know, like. Uh, no, I do understand that, and I. Yeah, but nonetheless, you know, you're still doing it, and and in the end, that's the most valuable thing, and and you and you make other people, uh, you give other people possibilities to do it. You know, to make mm. things to. You know, kind of not only not only by providing the platform you do as fellows for access, but also being an example. Like, hey, especially in a country where, uh, like Norway, where they're not so used to thinking outside of the box as you know as I'm used to it in the Netherlands, for example, yeah. where where the society is so much more complex. So in order to get anything done, you have to think outside of the box, right? I don't know. And you know, I think you know one of the things that most impressed me when I first came to Norway is like, is that I don't actually think that's the case. Uh, you know, uh, well, let's say it's the result, but then maybe not the especially, case. yeah, no, it, uh, you know, it's like get, getting back to Norwegian roots. Yeah. What you do find is uh, fantastic uh, uh, abilities to make stuff happen. Mm. Like, uh, very different from when I was living in the UK. I mean, you know, the simple concept of Dugnad yeah. is just like. Okay, like you know, no holds barred. Let's just sort it out. Yeah, and uh, people willing to come together to sort things out. And uh, yeah. so, th th well, that's the advantage of being a, a rather small society. So your society kind of structure is stronger, or your, your your community structures are are a bit stronger than let's say if you're running in like like larger kind of networks. Mm. But nonetheless. Uh, 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 that do not is also kind of a, a, a trap in that sense that it yeah, you know sure. you have to conform con conform you know much more so so just be able to do these things you know it it opens up a opportunity for other people to do you know to think think bigger to think yeah. uh, and I think that is as much a value you guys have been creating as as kind of the physical platform. Mm. 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 We've been talking for ages. We've been all talking for exactly two hours and fifteen seconds. Yeah, I said so. like uh, I said I was not going to talk to you for two hours, and then uh, I'm speaking for two <laughs> well, hours. Well, let's let's. I'm going to uh, get this feedback. It's like Graham, like yeah, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, I don't want you to shut up. Please don't. Uh, yeah. But uh, let, let's let's uh, stop here. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're fucking no, busy. Thank you, Frido. It's been a and pleasure. Super nice and um, good. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.